Hello everyone and welcome to Final Show. I'm John, the executive producer here, and I've just got a few pre-show notes for you. First of all, I want to let everybody know that our addresses have changed. Uh, our Twitch channel has changed from Sinstaku to twitch.tv slash finalshowfilms, and our YouTube channel has also changed to youtube.com slash finalshowfilms. Next, we want to thank our $20 tier supporters on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash films, by the way, if you want to go throw a couple bucks our way. That's going to be Cat Waterflame, Antitonic, Samantha Bates, and Maureen Monty. Thank you guys for that. Also, our website is in the process of getting updated. So go take a look at finalshowfilms.com. We've got Mara and Jeremy are working on updating all of our stuff there, making it look nice and like a modern website and frankly they know what they're doing far better than i or austin ever did so if you want to check out the things that are changing over there you go do that follow us on twitter at final show films for updates uh for all future things including things that are going on with our website and going on with the patreon page and things that are going on live as we stream them uh, as well as our podcasts and everything else so thank you very much for watching y'all have a good day And we're live. Uh-oh. Hello, everyone. Hey, it's been a minute. It's been a few weeks. And we're yeah, live. Nope, I still have that one active. See, I was doing an, I was doing an audio test to see if the stream was running while the mics were muted and the video was playing, and I wasn't getting any audio from the video, so I feel like the video might not have had any sound coming through, and if it wasn't, I apologize for that. Could you turn the little yeah. speaker somewhere? Yeah, the speaker's up. The, the speaker is on. Uh, but you, I don't think he was playing any sound, even though the sound the sound was coming through to the screen. Summarize John Spiel. John Spiel. Thank you for giving us money on Patreon. If you already are, if you're not, check us out at patreon.com slash fsfilm. Uh, our website's undergoing some renovation, but feel free to check it out. Uh, finalshowfilms.com. And... Yeah. That's the gist of it. Aside from that, everything we do can be found at somewhere dot... Uh, somewhere slash fsfilms. YouTube, Twitter, what have you. Throw yep. money at us to help support the starving child back here? Yeah, this, this is that child who apparently does never, ever eats enough. No. <laughs> Currently does not have food in mouth. Nope. Um, but it's been a while. Um, it's especially been a while since we've been back in the realm of Azeroth. And I'm very excited to return to the world of Warcraft for the second season, the returning season of Warcraft, Storm, Earth, and Fire. I'm William. I am the Dungeon Master for this Warcraft RPG campaign, which is different than you remember it. Because I have spent most of the intervening time between the last season and this season, and a little while before that, <clears throat> building my own World of Warcraft 5th edition conversion. So this is no longer using the D&D 3.5 rules like it was before, is now running on D&D 5th edition, um, which is a system that I prefer to run. Not everyone here does. Austin definitely doesn't, but... Uh, <laughs> I have opinions. May have heard them. You have a snake! I have just You're not pointing the camera either. Oh, no, never mind. Uh, yeah, you were just barely leaning off of it, your shoulders off of it. I have a snake! I have to make sure snack friend is visible. Yep, there you go. My controllers are shirt though, so it doesn't show up. It's a, it's a system that I value, and most people here are able to tolerate. Most people here like it, Austin tolerates it. 
sometimes. I, th I think my father and I are the, the main naysayers. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah, so okay. The people who played second edition since it came out, you know. First edition. First edition for him. Yeah, that wasn't even an edition. That was just uh, you know, the dragons. Yeah, it was crapshoots. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do this. Okay, go. <laughs> um, but uh, so you'll notice because my system is still technically under development and it's still being worked on. Uh, some rules are probably going to change as I get some playtesting because this is the first real playtesting I've had for this system. Um, but. To introduce everyone, because we're returning from a long from a long hiatus, and things have changed. It's been roughly a year since the end of the last season of Storm, Earth, and Fire, where our group was caught in the tumult of the war in Stone Talon Mountains in the wake of the Cataclysm, uh, which means that these individuals have been as part of the Horde War Machine at war for the better part of the last year. And their year of service after their right of adulthood is coming up. It's time for them to decide how they're going to lead their lives. Are they going to stay with the military? Are they going to do something else? Are they going to do something unique? But first, let's introduce who our players and characters are. We are Short John, uh, who will be playing um, Garrick. Garrick, I'm trying to remember his last Cloud name. Cloudspeaker. Garrick Cloudspeaker, thank you. Garrick Cloudspeaker, our orc shaman, our very gruff, uh, sort of to the point leaderly character, um, the large orc formerly of uh, a clan that he doesn't seem to speak much about. Because um, it doesn't exist. Not that he said that. Um, that sort of forms the, the the shamanic spiritualist base of this party. But aside from him, we have Holly. Uh, I'm Holly. I am playing Shiana Flame Carver. She is an orc with uh, only one arm, and she is a rogue assassin. I'm going to take a wild guess that Garrett... I haven't, I haven't seen Garrett's character sheet yet, but I'm going to take a wild guess that he will be an enhancement shaman. Um, and then uh, Shiana, uh, the sort of the, the spitfire, Shiana Flame Carver, the aggressive, um, easy to anger assassin of the group, uh, the one armed rogue who has spent most of her life dealing with the being born with only one arm. Uh, whether or not people are actually judging her for it, she presumes they are. They all judge. There's a fair amount of people are judging, and she she's fought hard to to make her own name, despite or perhaps because of that. Um, and then we also are joined by Austin. Hi, uh, I'm playing a troll. He doesn't identify by any sort of his silly nonsense, uh, abstract words that mean things or meaningless to him. Uh, he wasn't raised by wolves. Wolves aren't cruel enough. He was raised by Velociraptors. <laughs> raised by raptors, our troll hunter, who, to the group, is known as Jangatal Wildwalker. The, uh, the hunter of the group. The troll who does not speak, but does commune well with the animals. Uh, and his beloved and well-treated snake friend. <laughs> snake friend, uh, who over the past years grown wings. And we're all okay with that. 
I, I simply held my reservations on saying that's not how nature works because I guess I just don't know anything. I mean, from watching the troll, you've learned that nature works. Kind of how? Yeah. You can't tell if it's nature works how he wants it to, or he just happens to want things that nature enjoys. And then on the other side of the table, we have Stan. Uh oh. I'm Stan. Oh, Greg. Josh, who is a tinker of the techno mystic uh, path. And Josh is our, our goblin tinker. Uh, a bit of a street magician with his technology, and now a little bit more of a magician now that he's picked up some of the arcane arts from the year that he's been at war. Um, the, the goblin. Who was not originally part of the Horde, but through a, a series of mishaps. mishaps and circumstances has ended up working with this group and uh, may or may not, it's up to him, decide to become a Horde citizen. He was given the option after, after his time of service with, with this group and, and the military. Uh, horse citizenship has a number of benefits and a number of problems. Chief which being the Alliance wants to kill you. Um, How profitable is it? Yes, well, well, some good money you made if you're working with a lot. I've actually managed to scrape out a little bit here. I got all kinds of stuff, but and we'll cover your year's wages in a yeah. minute once I once we get through character introductions. Um, and then we also have um, Zachary. Hey, so I'm playing Leaf Ironmender, the uh, half orc priest tinker. So. Born in the Alliance, um, sort of preferred to stay neutral until eventually I decided to sort of explore my family heritage a little bit more in the Horde, but still holding fast to my ideas of the Holy Light, and uh, also combining that with a little bit of uh, technology and taking it to interesting, uh, interesting new interpretations and ideas in, during my time in the Horde. Yep, and the perhaps the the, the sole the priest of the party, the one who presents the most genuine path of healing, is the shaman is more of a combative sort, um, and finding an interesting place, I think, here among the horde is one of the followers of the light who exists among the horde, who learned a bit from a forsaken in stone talent by the name of Thaddeus. Um, but that brings us then to the final member of our party, who is played by Rudy. Hey, I'm Rudy. I'm playing uh, Break Earth Whisperer, uh, Torrin Runemaster, following the uh, the Rune Knight, uh, uh, what's it called? The uh, Rune Knight uh, tradition. tradition. Uh, he's going a bit more cautious <laughs> over the year, or the, the time we've spent. Uh, Away. Yes, the the Torin the Torin Rune Master who studies the ancient ley lines of the land and hopes to learn more and, and develop his mystic ways. Had a bit of a crush with death the the last time that we that we joined for this campaign, uh, meeting his end and having to be revived. He um, <clears throat> after that sort of developed a newfound appreciation for his own mortality and started to take up and train with arms with arms and armor and has now joined the tradition of rune knights, those who combine their knowledge of runes and rune paths to wield it with martial proficiency. And some quick bookkeeping. 
over the course of the over the course of the year, you've all received an amount of pay, um, which I have sort of deducted an amount. Or I've deducted twenty percent for just cost of living, for food, for upkeep, stuff that you would have had to expend over the course of that year. So, with, with your year's worth of pay minus twenty percent, each of you can add five hundred and eighty-four gold pieces to your character sheet. Yikes. Sweet. I'm assuming someone is holding on to the trolls for him. I have it. <clears throat> I just have to remember how much he had before this. I'm going to assume I gave mine either to charitable causes or to failed experiments because the amount that I had was pretty much negligible anyway. <laughs> we were given money. I have yours. Cool. How much? Um, you now have about 560. I have to double check what you had originally. But I, I didn't. No, I had money for you. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, you were all paid. It was at least like <laughs> over 50 or 60. Yeah. O- over, the, over, the, over the course of the year, you were all paid 584 gold pieces. That is after I have deducted about 20% for cost of living and stuff that you would have had to buy over the course of the year. So are you deducting anything for the troll? I'm going to assume that you would have paid for food and stuff for the troll that he might have needed. Oh. And general, like, upkeep of the occasion needed a new spear. It's just sort of a general to cover any kind of expenses you might have needed over the course of a full year. Um, but now we join our group as they march with a selection of other soldiers, a returning battalion. Uh, from Stone Talon Mountains, as you arrive in the capital city of Orgrimmar, the soldiers returning from the, from the front are greeted with cheers and hurrahs and a general, incredibly warm reception from the people of Orgrimmar, who are seeing their returning soldiers, their loved ones, their families, coming home from the front as all of you manage to take in the surrounding sights as men and women um, sort of fill the sides of the streets as your forces paraded through the Valley of Strength. Um, and there's a bit of ceremony going on today as, as all of you sort of are paraded throughout the streets of Orgrimmar. You sort of hear the, the, the cheers the adulation and sort of smell the, the the burning incense and hear the drums that are played to announce your arrival as you make a sort of a circular route through the Valley of Strength, passing through the drag and hitting each of the different valleys in turn. And after the, the, the parade has sort of run its course, you are all those of you who have completed your service are gathered up outside of Gromash Hold back in the Valley of Strength after you complete a full circuit. And the overlord of Orgrimmar, the commander of the Orcish armies directly underneath the war chief himself, High Overlord Verok Sarfang, uh, stands to greet all of you. It is with great honor that I welcome back these great, noble warriors of the Horde. Each of you has completed a year of service 
in the name of this military. Those of you who wish are free to return to the front if you so desire. Or, if you so wish, you may return to your civilian lives or take up new paths in service of the Horde or of yourselves. I look forward to seeing where each and every one of you will stand in the coming days. But, in recollection of our victory in Stone Talon, I offer once and finally this great salute. Loktalga! For the Horde! And this cheer sort of rises up from the crowd around you, and this For the Horde! that sort of builds and echoes throughout the entire Valley of Strength. Yeah, I know, I'm gonna get loud. I'm playing this. Just adjusting, just keep going. This bellowing cheer echoes throughout the area and sort of resounds in your chest as you feel the adulation of everyone around, sort of. The, the vague tremor of the earth from stamping feet. And the speech sort of carries on for the next few minutes before all of you are sort of dispersed and given your own freedom to uh, return to your home, sort of just uh, gather wherever you are. And before you all leave, your direct commander from your time in this war, Overlord Orberok, um gathers the group of you up. Um, so, it's been an honor working with the group of you as my forward scouts and special tasks group. I've appreciated the work that you've all put in, and I, while I understand if you do not wish to return to the military, know that there is always a place within my unit for you. But with that said, I am curious. What do all of you intend? Well, I believe we've been talking a little bit about how we can each use our newly found experience, how we could perhaps work together in similar ways, though perhaps not directly with the military. I believe this has come up a few times. This idea of perhaps starting our own, uh, starting our own group, using our skills for hire and seeing where fate takes us. Looking to found a guild then, are you? Yes. Almost a mercenary type. Um, well, investigation, maybe, maybe mercenary. Maybe we'll see what happens. Well, assassination, whatever. Roll with the punches <clears throat> as they come. If that's what you're looking to perform, then perhaps you might find some people looking to looking to sign on. People with military backgrounds build a bit of a reputation. Um, guilds starting up from military groups are of a stronger sort, and you all have some connections, some of your fellow soldiers who might have also elected not to return, might be looking for work. But first, if you're looking for, if you're looking to start, you'll need to speak with the guildmaster. The guildmaster here in Orgrimmar will be Ertrun Clanbringer. 
Could you repeat that name? Bertram Clamberger. That'll be U R T R U N. Clanbringer? Clanbringer. Who is this person? This is the Guildmaster of Orgon. I want to speak to him, and he will guide you through the process of establishing your guild and the fees involved with getting a, a well known reputation, putting out. Um, feelers finding a banner to rally yourselves under and getting you registered among the ranks of the Horde as a known guild that those can join and be recognized as. Hmm. So, kind of like a union boss. <laughs> Thank you. We will definitely make sure to uh, meet with him then. He is found outside of Gromash Hole typically. You can probably find him directly around the west side. Gromash Holt. Which is, which is the hole you're standing in front of. Yeah. Interesting. Because this guy was the one who led our specific unit, yeah. or the... Or Rock, yeah. or Rock led the battalion that you were attached to. So he dealt with you personally most of the time. Well, it's been an honor serving under you, and an honor serving for the Horde. It's been an honor to have you in my unit. Each of you have acquitted yourselves well, and I look forward to seeing where you go, seeing where the legend of your group takes you. It will be an interesting to discover it firsthand. Loktar Ogar, I give a salute. Loktar Ogar. He sort of gives you a nod and moves on to the next to the next group of soldiers that he's that he was to see off personally and has a conversation with them as well. And you are free to your own devices to do as you wish in the city of Orgrimmar. Where do you head first? I suppose we should check out the guild master. Talk with the guild master <coughs> if this is what we've all agreed all agreed with. I must admit, as annoying as some of you are, it's uh, <laughs> been interesting working with all of you. It'll be interesting to continue doing so. So now we're like 10 minutes in. Should we uh, refresh what we look like to each other? Yes. Since, so, uh, since the viewers haven't seen yeah, us for, in a while and our appearance may have for, changed. For each of you and for the viewers who may not have seen you before or since the last season, as things might have changed, what do each of you look like? Let's start with the trolls since he's the one who brought it up. Um, so he's still feral looking, tall, thin, a lot more scars. Uh, he has bad habit of running di directly front and center and drawing attention. It's kind of what he's good at. Um, and keeping scars as a troll is impressive with their ability to regenerate. Yeah, I mean he's he's taken some some big hits, some blows. He's been hit by multiple siege engines. Yeah, it's just a thing, you know. It's fine. Hit both out of range and in melee. Yeah. There was that one time uh, they were trying to break down the gates, and I jumped down between the gate and the battering ram and took a blow from it. Yeah. Man, it hurt me, but you should see what I did to that battering ram. <laughs> uh, he is wearing a, 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 a large number of hardened insect scales that have formed themselves into some sort of breastplate on him. 
Uh, and that's pretty much all he wears. Um, and he has on his back uh, a couple spears, a dagger at his side, and not a lot in the way of tools. He's got a pouch on one on one hip. He's got some snares and some basic survival stuff and a pouch on the other hip that contains uh, it, 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 a pouch of water skin. Around his, typically coiled around him in some manner, is about a five foot long green and blue snake with massive wings. Yep. Uh, you know, they started as a snake about, you know, six inches long and then just slowly grew and then started developing wings and, you know. Yes. The troll thought it was perfectly normal. Like you do. Like you do. <laughs> and you are, you're a jungle troll. So yes. you have sort of the, the deep sort of the jungle green skin, yeah. uh, short sort of cut, blue, yeah, bright bluish green. Yeah, like sort of that aqua teal. Yeah. Uh, sea foamy green. And then the rough cut orange hair. It's not long or mohawky like most trolls. It looks like, you know, every week he wakes up and he just grabs a fistful and just hacks it off to make sure it's caught in anything. And with the with the with the magic knife that you have, it, it cuts pretty cleanly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what does uh, what does our goblin look like? Uh, he just looks like a goblin. Um, go go, go Google War, Warcraft goblin. <laughs> uh, First image you find. Uh, he's he's still maybe a little bit taller than some, but um, he's still just as. Um, what was he? Uh, I think he was. He's almost okay. four and a half feet, if I recall. Yeah, about forty-eight pounds. About yeah, green, black hair, green skin, yellow eyes. Um, he has. He's wearing um, leather armor, and he has a lot of junk. <laughs> um, I saw that that wagon. That, that, that wagon, yeah. Yeah, I still have a wagon. I, I just got a lot of stuff on a wagon that you know. Sometimes use a wagon pulled by a pair of Kodo beasts that has a pile of junk on it and a shredder. And a shredder. Fully functioning goblin yes. shredder. Although I believe the shredder arm exploded at one point. <clears throat> I had to fix that. Uh, yeah, I haven't. I, I haven't gotten a chance to actually fix that. I, well, I probably would have through the year, but yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. know. We haven't, we haven't discussed all that. It yet. could have exploded again. <laughs> That's true. You, you got you got a functioning yeah. goblin shredder. We'll say you repaired the shredder arm by now, and a gun mounted on the other shoulder. Yes. Uh, And yeah, that's basically it. He just mainly playing with mostly with knickknacks at this point. He has a bunch of little things that he has in a bag, a bunch of different bags. Yeah, so it's sort of beat up, sort of suit of leather armor, and a bunch of random knickknacks and grenades yeah. hanging off of him. Yeah. Uh, and then it's sort of the, the you know the, the typical large chin, large ears, large yeah, nose that you, know, you can see from from most uh -huh. goblins. The, the small yellowish eyes. What kind of does he have? Keep his hair pulled back, or does he have yeah, it? Just keep just kind of. You know, it's kind of whatever happens. He kind of keeps it out of the way. But it doesn't. He doesn't really worry about it that much. He doesn't care what he looks like. Yeah. Sort of scraggly. <coughs> pulled back to keep out of his yeah. keep out of his face. Yeah. What about our half orc? So, ah, uh, he's. In, in some ways unchanged, but in many others, very much so. He's still the, you know, tall, kind of wiry, but still solidly enough built. Um, 
sort of brownish skin, the sandy brown hair. Um, but where he used to wear pretty much entirely white and a little bit of blue, he now wears a lot of, um, like, very rich uh, reds. Um, sort of reds and yellows, like more sunrise and sunset styled colors. And along his right arm, he has a bunch of sunburst styled tattoos. And then along the left, something you would expect more so um, from a, like an orcish shaman. So a lot of, you know, the spirit based uh some tribal, some, some tribal markings and the occasional like the design of a spirit wolf maybe up on the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. So, but, and also a little bit uh, more evidence of his tinkering as he gets a bit more into that. So he'll have, you know, a, a, a belt of tools that he'll always have around, but. Are Torin, who's had a bit of a change yep. over the course of the year. Yeah, um, his physical, his own appearance, um, he's more or less the same, still covered in in a bunch of different markings all all around his body. Uh, he has trimmed his his uh, his hair a little bit down more, um, but other than that, uh, now he's uh, wearing what, what did I pick? Uh, chainmail, chainmail armor uh, for protection, so that you know it doesn't go getting killed again <laughs> as easily. <laughs> that sort of that, that sort of <laughs> clanging pseudo chain that sort of wraps around. And he's a uh, was he a gray bull? Hmm? Yeah. Uh, Wait, what? what? What was the color of his fur? Yeah, he was a. Uh, was he was a. Uh, his fur was a uh, light gray, and his skin was a uh, darker gray. Yeah, so there's a sort of a darker gray underneath and. Uh, you keep your horns full, or do you uh, sort of clip them? Uh, he still he still allows those to to stay as is. Full horns, um, and sort of now wearing that sort of heavy chain to sort of cover up, and he's got the the runic marking sort of carved across it as well. And uh, what did you choose for your weapon over the course of the year? And uh, he's he's been carrying. Uh, he eventually got a a halberd. And he's got the 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 tall long pole weapon that halberd off in his right hand as he sort of leans on it as he stands and then the last member of our group well second to last i'll describe garrett myself but uh the second to last member of our group Shana. Mm -hmm. what does she look like um she's an orc she still only has the one arm mm -hmm. left arm <coughs> or right arm uh, she has the right arm right the left arm is missing, left arm is missing. Yeah. has not grown back i keep trying to build, build one for her but she won't take it yeah, she she gets really really pissed whenever the goblin does anything really. <laughs> Everything I do is to is to bother her. So sometimes I'll clear my throat and she'll get little flies buzzing around her and stuff. And she hasn't figured that out yet though. Um, <laughs> no, she just she blames all of her life problems on you. Yes, exactly. So it's really like I don't know how this is the goblin's fault, but probably the goblin's fault. So whenever she stubs her toe, she punches you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I duck a lot. <laughs> Gets a paper cut. Punches. <laughs> Developed a sixth sense for when I yeah. want to eat a duck. Exactly. <laughs> um, she um, she's green. She has uh, long black hair, See, and we look a lot alike. The <laughs> left <laughs> side of her hair is completely braided, 
in like these really intricate braids and then the right side is just loose and um she's got she's got like a brown leather armor and she has um trying to I, I just call them stabby claws, but she claws has, attack. yeah, she has claws of attack on her hand. So there's this bracer of three or three or four, depending, probably yeah. four, like long, aggressive-looking claws that extend off of her wrist, which leaves her hand free when she needs it. Um, and and worth noting, those tattoos are something you picked up over the course of the year, aren't they? Yeah, yes. Because I had a small one of the symbol sunburst over my hand, but that expanded all the way up my arm, and then the other arm taking some of the training of the spirits that I picked up with the horde as a new perspective on the light. Mm. And so for for any of you, have any of you picked up any new tattoos? You know, the trolls picked up a bunch of new scars. Has anyone else picked up any new markings over the course of the year? She, I, I forgot to mention she did have a tattoo on her upper arm just like a band type tattoo but she's probably picked up a little bit oops this is where she gets she's probably <laughs> she's probably picked up a couple more over the course of the year mm -hmm. so the group of you head around the side of the uh, around the side of the um of Grandash hole and you meet and you can as you see there's um there's a large sign written in Orcish runes that just says Guild Services um, that's hanging over what is essentially um, a, an awning off the side of off the side of Bromash Hole, where in the sort of the, the dust and the wind you can see there's a desk set up where this, uh, this sort of tall, well-built but definitely aging orc um, is sort of working on in, on a variety of paperwork. There's, got this sort of very simple uh, sort of purplish leather jerkin and this long purple um, robe skirt uh, that sort of keeps the keeps the dust mostly off of him. Um, he's got sort of like these brown leather bracers. Um, and you can see off to his side is a staff sort of like with an ornamental crystal on the end of it. Um, but he's got that just set off to the side, his long gray beard sort of with the one braid in the front of it, with the rest of it free, sort of leaned over, uh, leaned over a table with a, a quill and an ink jar that he's just kind of slowly writing out orcish runes uh, as he takes note of recent information. As, as you approach, he sort of looks up. Uh, so you can see the, the grizzled look of this very old orc's face. You can see the, the lines of many years and many scars. Ah, newcomer. I haven't seen you before. How can I help you? Well, we were looking to establish our own guild now that our uh, tenure in the military is over. I see. Well, I'm certainly the right man to help you through with all of that. What can I do for you? What kind of guild are you looking to establish? Well, we were aiming towards... A diverse one. <laughs> yes. Adventuring guild, perhaps. Yes. Yeah, something of an adventuring... Uh, something of a mercenary guild in, in some respects. Investigation. Elimination. Assassination. <laughs> a diverse group, as I said. So, willing to take up any number of tasks for mercenary contract work and pay as determined by the group. 
Yes. Uh, standard rules for adventuring guilds will apply, and so then the designation <coughs> becomes. So, first, important question. Do you wish this guild to be registered under Horde guilds or under neutral? Let me explain the differences for you. While each of you, as Horde members, are subject to Horde laws and willing and able to receive Horde benefits, uh, you are subject to, each individually are subject to things such as the draft in case of, in times of military need, are subject to Horde laws while in Horde lands, and obviously, as members of obviously Horde-aligned races, are perhaps less welcome in Alliance lands than most. Benefits of applying as a Horde-maintained guild means that you receive assistance from the Horde as a guild. You can be given preferential treatment for military contracting, um, uh, easier application for loans to acquire land within Horde areas to acquire construct, construct rights, um, preferential access to most anything that, that a guild would require uh, in the lands of the Horde. Neutrality, of course, offers you more freedom. You get the option to choose wherever you like, and your guild as a whole is not subject to uh, Horde command. Other individual members therein are subject to, as I said, perhaps a draft or horde laws. The guild as a whole, however, cannot be ordered on behalf of a war chief to do anything. Whereas, if you do remain as a horde-aligned guild, you are subject to the orders of the war chief. Hmm. Well, we're kind of used to that anyway, are we? I'm just gonna knock that camera aside. It's all good. It's still aimed properly. How often? Uh, uh, Am I still here? A little bit that way. There you go. You're good. My own wish, and I'm sure this would come as a surprise to none of you, would be to be a neutrally aligned guild. It, it enables us the greatest freedom to take missions that we want. I mean, after all, being under military command, we could have just kept our tenure in the military, but I believe being able to have our own path in that respect has its own advantages. I would have to agree. Is there anyone particularly against to being a neutral guild? Mm. They die just as well either way. <laughs> then neutrality it is. Garrick is probably going to voice that he would like to be with the Horde, but we have never heard of it. It's true. Garrick, Garrick would voice that he would that he would like to maintain his status as a Horde-aligned guild, and would, yeah. would note that it, as all of us are Horde races, it would be easier for us in a lot of situations. It would very be very difficult for us to take alliance contracts anyway. Yeah, we're not going to be able to take alliance contracts anyway. I think might having the advantage of being in the Horde area, I mean, financially, we, like you said, with the acquiring land and things, might be easier if we were amongst, I mean, being part of the Horde. 
as far as building something in the future. Um, it would be easier, but oh, no, we could always dissolve this and come back to something else anyway later. If I mean, because if this doesn't work, we can go to the old unit, and it would be similar to being in a Horde-aligned specific guild. Now, it is worth noting that as a Horde-aligned guild, you would be free to take any contracts, both Horde and neutral. The only thing is you would be it would be considered illegal to take alliance-leading contracts. Um, of course. Whereas, with neutrality, you are open to the full breadth Though, of course, without that many neutral or alliance-leading members of your guild, that would be more difficult. Hmm. Oh, I'm fine with that, then. <clears throat> I don't want to take alliance contracts. If that is the case, then perhaps we should stay with the uh, registered with the board. The decision is ultimately yours. We can help everyone that is in alliance. They can help themselves. <coughs> I mean, I don't know. Hmm. I suppose then that we are voting in favor of registering with the Horde? I think, I think we'd be a little more popular. I know your stance. I would. I think we'd be a little more popular in the, in the surrounding area. I mean, we're not gonna. It doesn't how much we venture off. Hmm. I mean, as far as the, the inner cities and stuff, we would being have, able to maintain we would have a lot more clout would be within the big cities and stuff if we, you know, be established within the board. I think we'd have a little more clout, right? In, at least uh, in the beginning. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Would we be able to change it at a later time once? Yeah, say, assuming that I mean, I'm sure we could dissolve it and start something fresh. Uh, yes, or, aside, or... aside from the immediate paperwork of dissolving and forming a new, um, it is possible to either declare independence or request allegiance. Um, that said, such a such a process is somewhat lengthy and requires a number of interviews and investigations into activities and membership. Um, <laughs> That'll be hard. It's a long process, but it's not a, it's not an impossible one. It's not it's mostly paperwork and interviews, um, and an amount of and an amount of uh, monetary expenditure. Mm -hmm. uh, but there have been several guilds who began as horde and went independent, or began independent and went horde. Uh, notable, the Iron Fang. Mercenary Company was formerly a horde guild until it grew large enough to in intake a large number of alliance races and and then filed for independence. And now I've rolled the lance. Hmm. Then I suppose what we do, even if set in stone, stone can change over the years, we can register for horde then. I'm sure... Uh, just, just to start off. I'm sure we're Garrick here. He would certainly uh, voice in that direction. Garrick is here and does voice in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought he was like you know off, yeah. saying goodbye to all of his military buddies. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll say we'll say for now, Garrick is just just for the sake of for the sake of ease, we'll say that yeah, he's he's having a conversation with the rest of the units that were under Overrock's command and sort of saying goodbye. Mm -hmm. Then we shall register with the Horde. Mm 
Very well. Now, your, insta your instatement incurs one, one mandatory fee and another optional. Uh, the mandatory fee is a simple price of 10 gold pieces for establishment within our files. It will provide, it will provide you record and will instate you among the horde and will allow us to disseminate your name among those seeking mercenary contracts. Yeah. Beyond that, we do also offer the creation and distribution of tabers to declare allegiance to your guild. We can help you create a crest that your guild will be known by and provide tabards for your warriors to wear to declare their allegiance to your guild. Something that many find valuable for purposes of marketing. The cost for a the cost for creation of a symbol and a initial allotment of one hundred tabards is ten silver. Hmm. At which point you can change your emblem or provide or acquire a new set of tabards at a at a price of an additional five silver per set of twenty tabards or initially you receive a large number initially as a gift for your establishment. For five silver, five silver. Beyond that, it will be five silver for twenty tabards, or an additional uh, ten silver to change your emblem entirely and have all of your current tabards replaced. That's entirely more tabard than we're going to need for a very long time. I think we should just yes. uh, we'll figure it out later. Yeah. But an yes. initial an initial I'll stock give, for an, an initial oh. stock is typically recommended for new deals simply because if your members die, you may lose their tabard. Or you might recruit and lose a number of people. Who's dying? If we've gone through and managed to lose that many souls, then I believe it should be a fairly obvious sign that the guild isn't working. We will, at the very least, hold off on the decision. I believe we can manage our supplies ourselves anyway. Yes, you are, you are more than welcome to create your own. It's simply a service that the guild that the guildmaster's office supplies for those starting members. Of course. I pay the mandatory fee just to get Ten gold shifts hands and he uh, he writes something down in his notes. All right, and what will be the name of this guild? What shall you be called? Oh boy, this is the biggest hardy question. <laughs> Can we get back to you on that? <laughs> I mean, I would assume that you guys would have thought of this over the course of the year, so you guys are free to take time okay. now. The, the, the troll holds up the snake friend. We are not the flying snakes. The snakes? The, the, wing, the winged snakes? Cool. Flying the flying snakes. snakes. He throws a snake in the air and he begins flying around the room majestically. The soaring snakes. You want to be soaring the flying snakes? snakes? The he points at the flying snake. <laughs> the soaring snakes, the flying snakes, what? <laughs> the point of the flying snake. Okay. The flying snake pointers. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Danny, are, do you have anything better than that? Or are you being known as the flying snakes? Or the soaring snakes, or some variation thereof? The flying fangs? <laughs> It's now hovering over Shiona's head. I can only assume that our discussion we've already to my mouth and I clear my throat and, and the snake starts to glow. <laughs> snake looks at itself and becomes very confused. <laughs> it lands, curls up and begins investigating why it's glowing. <laughs> 
looks at the troll. The troll looks at the snake, shrugs. The snake shrugs, which is impressive given it doesn't have shoulders. <laughs> it has wings. It shrugs its wings. No, it shrugs its shoulders. <laughs> okay. It's not existent shoulders. <laughs> you feel like the snake has a better understanding of language than the troll does at times. Probably. Almost. The snake is the interpreter. So. So Any final decisions? Something uh, along those lines. What's the the assassins? <laughs> <laughs> the slithery thing. I do. I do oh. find that the, the the thing that takes the group the longest is always names, <laughs> and I love that so much. <laughs> I mean, what do you want to do? We want to kill people. Who do you want to work with? The horde. The horde took like five minutes. And then what you what do you call? Um, <laughs> the next two out. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the session is debating uh, the name of the group. <laughs> I mean... What do you think? Who thinks we should be called the assassins? There's one assassin! There's, yeah. There now. is one assassin. For now. Yes, yeah, and right now we're, we're making the we, name. We don't want to advertise that as, as being the... Yeah, also, I thought that was a side gig for you. We, we, we want to keep that kind of under the table. <laughs> I mean, we'll do Again, all kinds of things. you're doing but... recon for our group so you can keep plausible all deniability right. if, your pa if your secret life ever catches up to you. All right. Remember? I, just, I thought it sounded cool. It does sound cool. <laughs> <laughs> Someone offer up something else. You don't, you don't like the snake? Uh, the snake's snake. okay. Flying snakes? I feel like it should be the soaring snakes. The soaring? That okay. sounds like a sports team. It does. <laughs> it does. It's cool. The soaring snakes. Okay. That sounds good. Uh, SS. We are the, <laughs> we are the SS. <laughs> Out of our way. <laughs> We're going to be the SS. <laughs> I mean, hey, look on the bright side. <laughs> Snake friend can pronounce it. That's true. <laughs> no one ever wanted to call you the S. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> the soaring snakes. You're the one who put who put the equivalent <laughs> for soaring snakes rather than flying snakes. Oh, the flying the wing, snakes. The wing, the winged snakes. Winged fangs. Winged fangs. The wing fangs. See, I, I like fangs. Winged fang. It sounds sounds like it sounds like yeah. <laughs> Iron fang wasn't already taken, you know. Yeah. Yeah, iron fangs taken. It's yeah. annoying. Iron Lit fang two. Like iron fang two. I think someone said flying fangs, right? Yeah, flying fangs. Flying fang. Flying fang. I think soaring fang, fang would be better in that case. Soaring fang. Soaring fang. SF. I like SS. <laughs> <laughs> I, really want to I like it SS. because it makes our DMs laugh. I want to be the SS. <laughs> we can make a name for ourselves. <laughs> I think this lengthy discussion has proven that we can't actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, what's it gonna be? You want to put it to a vote? 
I think Soaring Fang makes the most sense right now. I mean, as a recon and possibly strike force kind of group, it yeah. makes sense for what we it do. Works. Um, sure. We're naming it after Snake Friend, so that's the Trolls vote. Also, S also SF for Snake Friend. <laughs> oh yeah. Snake Friend gives a gives a, a thumbs up with his wing. <laughs> the fourth wall does not exist to Snake Friend. Anatomy does not exist to Snake Friend. He has wings. Exactly. <laughs> Have you ever seen bat wings? They have little... Yes, and I've never seen one on a snake. <laughs> have you ever seen bird wings on a snake? No. Exactly. So, uh, We've yeah, already yeah, broken yeah. that rule. Because the... <laughs> yeah, the, the snake's wings are, by the way, are, are feathery. Oh. And he's got like he's got like a crown of feathers on the back of his on the back of his head. Do, do, do you know the the ancient Aztec really snake thing? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's that's kind of what they look like. Cool. So, the soaring, the soaring Fang apparently seems to be the going name. The Soaring Fang? Sure, why not? Sure. So, the Soaring Fang. And so, you, you, you offer the name to, to uh, Ertrun, and he, all right, the Soaring Fang. And he sort of marks down some more orcish rooms. Fangs. Soaring Fangs. 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 The S, right? S. Is it Soaring Fang or Soaring Fangs? There are more than one of us, <laughs> right? I mean, is the guild called the Soaring Fang, or is it called the Soaring Fangs? I thought we would call the you, you, guild in general just in singular because yeah. we're not individually soaring yeah. fangs. We're not individually troll 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 raises his hand and points at the snake. Just fangs. <laughs> you are you are you are you are not individually plurals. <laughs> so the question is, is the is the guild pluralized or is it not? No. No. no okay, so the soaring fang. The soaring fang. Whereas you are all soaring fangs. So, yeah, no. so now we can figure out a logo. Yeah, so snake, with uh, one, uh, snake with one fang. You say logo. <laughs> snake friend. <laughs> Pops back up. If you hold the snake friend again. Looks like a cobra now. Is there is there a banner around here? I mean, hold I hold the snake friend in front of a banner. I'm sure I've used like because I have tailoring as a trade skill, so I've probably messed around with making some kind of a simple design for it and without the without the cost for for a um for taverns uh, if you do wish to create your own emblem and keep it on file we can do that free of charge just for for representation for anyone who's looking at your at your guild for information <laughs> snack friend is green right or green and blue green and blue, green and blue. yeah that's cool so I would do a green and blue tabard, but this has to be more horde-like. So I think like a green s snake on, on a red background. Yeah, on like a red banner or something. Just green and blue. Mm -hmm. Instead of that orange. So it's of a stylized, a stylized dark green snake on. So you going for like sort of a faded you going, red? You going for like full extension, head down with like wings with like wings out? Or are we going with the uh, homunculus symbol <laughs> from yeah. Full Metal Alchemist? <laughs> like that? Something similar, I'm thinking. Yeah, that'd be that's cool. that's, that's wing, similar. Wing, wing so it's, it's, it's yeah, something similar Sure. This is not going to work at all. <laughs> at lower. There you go. There we go. <clears throat> Just need to pull up Illustrator. 
I throw something at her. <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, while, while, while the priest actually puts together, go ahead and roll me a tailoring check. Sure. Uh, with just for designing. Um, Would that be wisdom or intelligence? Spirit or intelligence? Uh, we'll call it spirit. Because this, cool. is, this, is, this is making it look decent as opposed to like just knowing how the organization goes. Yeah. You're not trying to make an anatomically correct snack friend. Uh, 13. 13? So yeah, you like I said, so I, I figured as a banner you probably will probably want yeah the sort of like the the sort of rising up and then head down sort of look. So it looks like it's coming at you with the wings extended. So it yeah, looks, like sort of flying towards you with open mouth with the fangs very clearly visible. Um, and you say probably on a red background with like a sort of a black border to incorporate the horde colors. Uh, either red and black or red and gold. But... Red and gold. Which I mean, you can you can make that distinction because the the border is the thing that it can change color relatively easily. Yeah, yeah. So, so so you're thinking the the background would be red and the border would be variably either black or gold. Yeah, yeah. So you, you you submit that emblem after after putting it together, um, and Urchin kind of or I put it together beforehand or something. Yeah, you, you yeah. had you had it put together while you were thinking about what to name your guild, um, and you present it to Urchin. Very well, I'll keep this on file. And he sort of makes a he sort of looks at it for a second, takes the takes the, the parchment piece and pulls uh, a separate parchment out presses them together, and there's a faint spark of magic between his hands, and he pulls it away. And oh, hey, that magical item. There's an exact copy. Uh. Um, and he hands you back the original. Very well. Well, now you have officially established yourself as the Soaring Fang. And I, may I get, a, ro- may I get an, a roster from each of, the name, each of your names? Rick Earth Whisper. Leaf Iron Mander. Leaf Iron Mander writes it down. Shavarson. Starship. Shavarson the Starship. He writes down. Shiona Flame Carver. Shiona Flame Carver. That's Shangatal. Shangatal. What was your last name? Wild Walker. Wild Walker. Wild Walker. Walker. He's a troll. At this this point, Garrick is returning and. Garrick Loudspeaker, New York says, as the as get the last member of your party joins you. Garrick, and for those of you who do not know, is sort of this very large, very broad, uh, one of the larger specimens of orcs that most have seen. Um, heavily scarred in a variety of ways, with this was large half ogre. Or he, he it was speculated, but never confirmed. He's he, you are pretty certain he's just an orc. Just a big, big, he's a very big orc. Um. Um. And he sort of wields this large orcish full blade, which is sort of like a great sword, but bigger. Um, and uh, he has these sort of striking steel blue eyes, and his hair pulled back into this top knot ponytail, um, and this sort of uh, sort of scruffy uh, black beard. As he sort of approaches and gives his name, and the Urshan kind of writes down the Garrick Cloudspeaker as well. Um, all right, 
your information is recorded. And with this, you are within full rights to apply for land and loan and work as an organization within the hall. <laughs> to the guest. And should you wish to recruit, he offers, he gives, he pulls out a scroll with all the information complete now that he's finished it. This is your guild charter. Should you, should you request to add anyone to your guild, you need simply add their name to the list and present it to me to be a, or to any guild master within any horde city to be updated. So one of you can write down the guild charter. I'll take it. And you are free to establish your own organization and whoever is established as the guild master, if you do wish to establish one. Uh, who has majority of rights over the guild, you can simply throw their name in at the top, which there is a spot to write guild master uh, for whoever you wish to establish as guild master if you so, do, if you so desire. Hmm. But there are many guilds that have no guild master. And ours will likely join their rank. I don't know, I think the troll is very competent. <laughs> As soon as he can sign his name here. Yeah. He goes in a flash for a while. So we're gonna base ourselves in this little town for a while, or are we gonna just try to This isn't there? exactly a little town. <coughs> I know. It's kind of the biggest town. It's 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 a small area compared to the rest of the Of course, if you wish to, if you wish to do any recruiting, you are free to ask around. And most, you can typically find mercenaries looking for work hanging out in towns. I found is typically where they tend to stay. Um, yeah, find jobs and things. Just have to look for the exclamation mark above their heads. And aside, aside from that, you are you are welcome to put in notices on on the job boards. Uh, and ooh, yeah, check job boards. Aside from that, you are now officially a guild recognized by the Horde. Congratulations. So, with that done, what are you up to next? Let's go kill something. <laughs> let's go help people. <laughs> by killing Possibly people. by killing something, <laughs> but let's go help people. <laughs> you won the front door, she goes to the back door. <laughs> What are we killing and why? <sighs> Not going to go yes. job. So, we've got to go get some money. If there's any particular area of operations that our group would particularly prefer, I'm open for kind of any. I should already said that. I should have, I should have brought the map with me. I forgot that too. Oh, oh the map. later. Yeah, well. We spent a lot of time in that northern part of that desert, right? In the northern right. barrens, yeah. Right. Well, we need to just, uh, for, for now, just meander around and see what we can pick up in the bars and see what we can ah. figure out if people want stuff done. I'm good <clears throat> at making people disappear. Well, I mean, as far as. Uh, yeah, see what the need is for our existence right now. You mentioned job boards, right? Yep. Yeah, we could go to do that. We all know what the job boards are, right? Yeah. <laughs> Except you. I mean, I know where it is. It doesn't do any good for me. It doesn't do any good, yeah. 
Well, we should yeah, check out the drop board. boards and see if, see if there's anything we feel like doing. All right. So, um, so you head to one of the drop boards. Conveniently, there is one immediately outside the Gromash hold. Um, yeah. because Sh- shocking. shocking people who form guild then immediately want jobs yeah what is this madness yeah while you guys look at the job board the troll is going to go off and uh find some animals and see if he can figure out any you know what what, what problems the animals are having around here because <laughs> no one seems to ask the animals what's up <clears throat> and the rodents especially always know what's up way before the people know what's up Alright, um... Roll me animal handling. I can do that. In theory. 16. Nice. So, you, as you sort of wander and sort of try and gather information from the animals, um, you learn that the in the year since the Cataclysm, uh has fired and for those watching who are more lore literate i am expanding the warcraft timeline because it is crammed to the gills with events normally like it's just year after year after year we, after we need year some dead of... space man <laughs> we're just going to assume that that the, the timeline works on warcraft guilds or somewhere around the realm of like you know five years long yeah <laughs> but um the uh and so, as you, as you wander around, you find out that the the aftermath of the cataclysm is still affecting the city. Um, it, it's been a year, but it's still the animals are still sort of getting used to the change in, in environment. The what you learn because you've never been to Ordemar until after the cataclysm, but you learn that um, the drag, which is sort of the big circular ring that that connects all of the valleys, used to be covered. There used to be like cavern ceiling above it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the cataclysm hit, all the earthquakes brought the ceiling down, um, and it was thin enough that it didn't just fill the entire valley. They were able to clear it out, and now the drag is an open space. It's sort of been brought out into the light, um, and that's awkward for a lot of the more like cavern-based and night-dwelling animals because now their 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 big safe spot is no longer hidden from the front mm-hmm. of the sky. Um, and so a lot of them have ended up moving down into the, into the cleft of shadows where you find that they're even more uncomfortable, but it's the only place that's really safe for them. They're more uncomfortable because of the weird magic that the people in the cleft of shadows do because the cleft of shadows, not that you really academically understand this is where all the warlocks That's where the demon stuff happens. I I can understand demon stuff. Yeah. You can call it whatever you want. It's demon stuff. Yeah. (laughs) That's not good. So it's like the, the the nocturnal and the cave dwelling animals are all sort of crowded in there, which they're not. It's a good enough space, but they're not exactly happy about it because all the demon stuff happens around there. So we need to find. So I need to to make a new home for for cavern friends, <laughs> and then we can make it our stronghold, and then we can just like have an entire army of cavern friends. <laughs> that would be something to try, actually. <clears throat> okay. I presume that you're reading a board while, yeah, while, the re- while the rest of you are reading the board. Um, the, there's a variety of different uh, jobs that could be that could be used um, for looking for sm- looking for work for small groups. Um, there's a number of different places that could use help. Um, 
the Morshan ramparts in the border between the Barons and Ashenvale, um, which is the Night Elf territory. Um, the Horde could use reinforcements of Morshan. Um, the, uh, in the Eastern Kingdoms, um, there's been activity around Black Rock Mountain, um, and the Horde could use help um, putting down uh, Black Rock upstarts. Um, and by order of Garrosh Hellscream, uh, anyone anyone available is requested to uh, head to Black Rock Mountain to see about incorporating the Black Rock Clan back into the Horde um, because they have been separate for a long time. That could be interesting. Um, beyond that, um, there is, there is a standing order, a standing bounty for Twilight's Hammer cultists. Um, which is 10 gold per head, and, but especially 10, uh, for a thousand gold for the head of the, for the head of the Black Knight, which is the only thing that is known of this individual who Garrick has encountered once before. I think the rest of you might have seen once. I mean, the rest yeah, of us, right. I think, saw his handiwork. Yes. Or they probably presumed yeah. to be. This is described as an in, as a large individual clad fully in black uh, flames, the helm of which is, sh- is styled like a dragon who wields, according to reports, a flaming bird sword. A thousand gold for his head. The, the others, do they have to be alive? Uh, just, they need to need be able to prove that the Twilight's Hammer, which is typically, um, is the, is the, the pendant they wear, or some sort, some sort of symbol, along with proof of their death. Whether it be their head, their ear, whatever you have. Yeah. So you have to leave enough left of them to prove they died. <laughs> yes, you can't eat them. <laughs> He's the one they need. <laughs> And you're the one that would vaporize them. Just a little bit. Not there's money involved in not doing it. Yeah, I mean... And that's that's just a standing bounty that can be paid at any major Horde city. Whether it be Undercity, Quelth Alas, whether it be Orgrimmar, whether it be the Echo Isles. So we just recognize the symbol of that. Yeah, which the symbol of the Twilight's Hammer is printed for, for recognition. It's, yeah. It is... It is a it is a uh, a, a square headed maul with the staff reaching down, which then is encircled in a steel ring that has a, a variety of like clawed point tips on the top of the ring. It's a pretty recognizable symbol. What was it? The hammer of what hammer? Twilight's hammer. Twilight got it. Twilight hammer. <laughs> No wonder what. It's it's of them. Yeah, we need to the get head of, of Kristen Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> I would gladly do. That. We just gotta get. Nobody all, knows what's under that helmet. All the sparkle. It's it's Kristen Stewart with her classic face. So we have the thing that Black Rock Mountain, the one of the border of the Ashendale Forest, and then the. Those are those are just those are just the big those are, those are just the big jobs and you can look around ask around for anything else but those those yeah. are the major ones that that are worth being put on the job board that you guys could handle because the other ones that are on the job board are for like we need an army we need like forty or fifty people those are for larger kills like the Iron Fangs mm-hmm. we just need more levels <laughs> we need people with how we've run into him before. We do already have at least a small amount of qualification for 
trying to track down the Black Knight. We haven't run into him for a while. It, it is worth noting, because the, the bounty is just a standing bounty. You can do anything else, and if you run into him, kill him and take his head right. back. Yeah. Yeah. So we just yeah. need... Yeah, I think we're going... A thousand gold would be nice. Oh, I have to split black, it with you guys, uh, don't I? The Black Rock Orbs? The Black Rock. Yeah, Romy has to reject. Romy has to reject. Not if you go after him yourself. Oh, yeah. I don't Probably. Advise I'm not an idiot. No, you're not. Uh, 14. The, the, the Black Rock Orcs are, were a clan of orcs in the original Horde that came through the Dark Portal for the First and Second Wars. Um, they were well known as sort of the engineers of the Orcish Horde. They were the ones who built most of the demolishers, the, the strong technology. The original two war chiefs of the Horde, um, first um, uh, war chief Blackhand and Orgrim Doomhammer, were both Blackrock Orcs. Um, and since then, the Blackrock Orcs sort of since they took up residence in Blackrock Mountain, they sort of failed to join up with the Horde when they left the Eastern Kingdoms and have since then been their own faction that has sort of been on its own. There's been conflict with them in the past, both with the New Horde and with the Alliance, because the, the Black Rocks sort of see themselves as the true Horde, as the sort of the original loyalists to the original war chiefs. Um, so there, there, there's been a bit of conflict between them, but it seems like the war chief uh, is looking to bring them back into the Horde. I'm going to clarify that that is almost definitely the one that Garrick will lean towards. Yes. Probably. I mean, that would be fun. I mean, yeah, just to yeah, throw Garrett's like opinion. That's a nice... Uh, it seems like a good one. We can, we can probably handle that. Whereas, we, whereas the more Shannon Ramparts is, you're definitely going to be fighting Night Elves. We'll deal with that later. And if neither of those suits your, suit your fancy, you can look around for other work. The troll pound work. What we could try to do is... To perhaps, because the Black Knight is working with the Twilight Hammer, what we could do is try to find jobs related to them. Try to find things that they might be connected with, and once we start doing enough of them, we could perhaps find out enough about the Black Knight, or perhaps draw his attention that we can eventually find him. We could get bring in the bounties from taking out the Twilight Hammer, we could pick up the jobs originally caused by them, and we can find out more about the Black Knight to collect his bounty. I like that Like idea. killing three demons with one smite, basically. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well put. That sounds good. Alright. troll isn't here. No, the troll's not here. The troll's out talking to rats and snakes and spiders. So that'll be my vote, especially given we already have some amount of information about him, and more than I believe most do. I agree yeah. with you. Sure. Let's do that. Okay. So what are you gonna, where are you going to look for a job of getting the Twilight's Hammer? Step one to be trying to figure out what's the Twilight Hammer doing. Who's the information gatherer in the group? Um... I do have investigation, so I have plus five investigation check. Investigation or I think that information is the persuasion, diplomacy. I have persuasion as well. Yeah, if you, if you want, if you want to try and talk to people, you can use persuasion. If you want to try and look through documents and records, you can use investigation. Let's go start talking to people. I mean, we can <laughs> hang around the bars. <laughs> 
uh, gassy and hungry at the same time. Oh. So he he wants to wiggle around so he can get gas out, and then he wants to eat, and then he gets gas, and then he has to roll around some more. I think I'm going to try to look around on job boards for things relating to problems with the Alliance, but try to find ones that are kind of off. Because we've noticed before that the Twilight's Hammer has tried to frame the Alliance for multiple things. So I'm going to try to see if I can find anything that just feels off, that just doesn't seem to line up with their motives. You do know the Alliance. Precisely. Better than anyone else in this group. Alright, roll me an investigation check. Cool. It's also teething like fear. Yeah, you hold. I've got Kylo. Oh, that was a natural one. No! <laughs> Dang it. And it was such a good strategy, too. Well, the one thing you do find um, is a major posting, uh, which is sort of all Horde military, well, not all Horde, but a significant amount of the Horde military and a significant number of guilds and warriors have all been sent to the to the Eastern Kingdoms, to the um, to the Arathi Highlands. Um, because the Highlands seem to be under attack, and are there, there seems to be a large amount of activity in the Highlands. There's another clan that the that the War Chief is trying to bring back into the Horde. Uh, one of the other clans that sort of has remained separate, the Dragon Maw Clan, um, is, is lives in the Highlands and is worth trying to retrieve. They sort of are still, as far as I know, uh, holed up in their fortress of Grim Batal. Um, in the Eastern Kingdoms and the Highlands, but also there have been reports of notable Twilight's Hammer members like the Ogre Mage Cho'Gall having been spotted in the Highlands. Hmm. Um, which is a dangerous group to be dealt with in, in general. The Ogre Mage Cho'Gall, as far as anyone knows, is the leader of the Twilight's Hammer. Um, in. To the point that he doesn't even have a specific bounty because no one's expecting just a random group of adventurers to bring his head in. Um, but they're expecting them to bring the Black Knight Seven. The Black Knight, yes, <clears throat> but not Jogol. Okay. Um. But the uh, the you do know that a number of individual groups have been sent there. And in fact, in fact, if Shiana is there. When you look it up, Shauna would remember that her brother, uh, who had joined up with the Blood Red Legion, uh, his first assignment was in the Twilight Highlands, or the the uh, they're, as they're being known as they're beginning to be known the Twilight Highlands, um, officially known as the Arathi Highlands, but sort of getting that name because of the high amount of Twilight's hammer activity. Could you make your box back a bit? I can't check the. I can't see the lights for spiking the audio or not. Thank you. Not quite so much clearing out, but looking into and seeing what small portions we can bite off and take out. Right, yeah. So. 
and presumably the Black Knight would report in with the leader, so we could probably find more information on him if we took missions closer to there. Yeah. So, but wait, that's all way in the Eastern Kingdoms, though. Yeah. Which there is, there is a Zeppelin uh, that flies from Orgrimmar to uh, Undercity. There's a Zeppelin circuit, so there's, there's usually at least one every few days. Troll on a Zeppelin. Um, Troll on a Zeppelin. Um, uh, yeah, that's never worked well historically, but you know. But uh, the, the Zeppelin route <coughs> is about a week. Um, because it, it's, it's, it's constant motion, first. but it goes all the way across the, the it goes all the way across between um, Eastern Kingdoms and Kalimdor. What methods would the Black Knight even have of skipping continents, though? I mean... That's a good question. Other than, I guess, really powerful magic, but... He doesn't I mean, seem like the kind of guy who could just stow away on a ship. Then again, nobody knows his face, but still. Keep it the Twilight Hammer. Portals. Yeah. Portals. Yeah. You see, the Black Knight's probably thinking of portals. <clears throat> yes, I suppose so. Look, I'm about 15 years behind in my memes, alright? Give me another three years and I'll start referencing people taking an arrow to the knee. <laughs> You're a baker, have you used the, the cake as a lie? Pardon? You're a baker, so have you used the cake as a lie? That wouldn't say that my entire job is a lie. <laughs> what do you do? I bake lies all day long. I mean, oh, you're a politician. <laughs> Honestly, nowadays I mostly manage other people who bake lies, and then I take inventory of the lies, and then I turn the lies into numbers that I put into computers. Oh, you're a political party leader. Or a statistician, depending on your viewpoint. <laughs> I actually used to be a poll taker, so yeah, no, that, that, was, that would have been literally... <laughs> anyway. But, any other ideas or your research or whatever? <laughs> I don't know if I should do that yet. Should I just, eat, um, just <coughs> run around the bars and try to see if anybody knows anything about uh, any kind of activity? Just looking, just, just, uh, just, just scrounging around, just, trying just, to ask just, if anybody knows. Yeah, if anybody. Roll me, asking specifically roll me about? Persuasion. Are you asking specifically about the Black Knight or just in general? Um, or about Twilight Hammer? Just a Twilight Hammer in general. Only persuasion. It's uh, pretty low. It's alphabetical. Yes, that one. Right. Uh, 17. 17, not bad. Um, <clears throat> wait. That's a 5, not a 3. That is? Yeah, because you added charisma. Oh, I did charisma to that. Okay. So, 19. 19. Okay. So, um, what you what you learn from a variety of people who seem to be sort of willing to talk over drinks or just sort of venting their frustrations is that there's a couple of hot spots where the Twilight's Hammer is are known to be active strongly. There are three primary locations where they are known to be active, um, although you suspect and you get conspiracies from a number of people that they have hands in just about everything. Um, but where there are known concentrations of Twilight's Hammer cultists and activity are the, the Highlands in the Eastern Kingdoms, Thousand Needles, which um, is uh, north of Tanaris, 
is uh, currently flooded from what have been updated reports on the maps. Yeah, we were there. Yeah, you were there. We know it's flooded. Um, and Silithus. Silithus. S-I-L-I-T-H-U-S. Where did you say Shannon remembered her brother? The Highlands. Okay. And what what you get from Silithus is that it's basically hell on earth. Um, what people are willing to say about Silithus is that it's a, it's a grimy, frustratingly hot desert full of giant bugs and apparently Twilight's Hammer cultists. That sounds like fun. We're a lot better at surviving in the wilderness than most other mercenary groups seem to be, so we have an edge on them there. And desert is one of my favorite terrains. Desert and jungle. So, from a competition standpoint, we'd have an edge there. Also, harvesting harvesting bugs from around there could be very profitable. Who? Possibly. Again, a place that a lot of people don't like to go, so easy to grab treasures while we're while we're there. Well, if they were easy to grab, people would love to go there. Well, I mean, it'll be easy. Plentiful <laughs> treasure is what the ways you're looking for. Okay, yes, yes. Unspoilt treasures. Uh, my reasons are a little selfish, but I would like to go to the islands. My, the bro- islands. my brother is stationed there. Hmm. It would require going to the eastern kingdoms, but I wouldn't necessarily be against it. That kind of makes sense to go that you can way. Also, you can also, well, the Zeppelin transport is free. It takes a while. You can, and you do know in the Valley of Shadows, there, is a portal, there are portal keepers um, who can, you can pay to be teleported to capital cities. Hmm. It'd be easier for the troll. Oh, yeah, that would be. <clears throat> One less, I mean, after Shiana's been through the Cleft of Shadows once, but. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Oh yeah, I went to the Cleft of Shadows once and talked with a Technomage buddy that you guys <laughs> killed. He had an unfortunate accident. Yes, of course, because I never know. I did learn about that, never mind. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, so I think the best options are Silithus or the Highlands. Mm-hmm. Thousand Needles we don't have familiarity with anymore, and there's no reason to go there okay. instead of Silithus. So, out of those two, your vote is I, for I'd like to go to the Highlands. The Highlands. Anybody, one way or the other? He wants to go to the silly face, but uh, the troll's not here, and the troll is not going to be able to communicate that appropriately to the group. Right. To clarify, that's between the five of you. I was telling you what you know the troll to be good at, not. Yes. What yeah, the troll is yeah, saying. We would know. Yeah, we would, we would you know the troll is very good at guiding you through deserts and forests. Uh, Garrick would probably vote for the Highlands as well, just to go with some yeah. member of his group who has who has a significant feeling, and also because there are other orcs there who, according to the War Chief's command, need to be brought back into the Horde. Yeah, that would be another. What was that group that needs to be? The Dragon Maw Clan. <laughs> I mean, that would be um, a reason to go up that way, too. 
There's a couple different things we can do up there. Messing with politics and race relations? Yeah, pretty much. I think we can handle it. And here I thought the party just wanted straight up killing. <laughs> well, that's yeah. just me. I mean, yes, but you're going for the option that isn't just straight up killing. I don't always want straight up killing. Just 90% of the time is the best option. I see. Nine out of ten doctors recommend it. <laughs> Nine out of ten which doctors recommend murder. <laughs> the tenth one was murdered. Yes. <laughs> So I guess any particular leanings will marry the other for you two? Either mm -hmm. one is fine with me. I don't know how Whatever. this kind of sounds. Uh, like there's more things going on over there. My personal vote would be for Silithus, but I believe the Highlands would work too, so. You seem like a majority vote for the Highlands. How are you going to get there? Flying snake. We cannot all you grab on the fly. fly on the snake. <laughs> Again. Well, the snake may be five to six feet long. Realize that as a snake, <laughs> that's not a, that is not considered even a medium-sized creature. He probably weighs about thirty to forty pounds. So, um, you're the, you know that the two closest horde cities, the horde capital cities, that are in the Eastern Kingdoms are Undercity, uh, which is the capital city of the Forsaken, or Quel'Thalas, which is the capital city of the Blood Elves. <clears throat> You can be teleported to either of those for a price. There is a Zeppelin that runs to Undercity for free, but takes longer than teleportation. How long, how long does that usually take? About a week. And how long, what, what kind of price is teleportation? Uh, you're looking at about 20 gold ahead for teleportation. <coughs> That's not bad. That's a chunk of change. I know. That is a chunk of change. That's a chunk of change for someone to open a portal. Yeah. yeah. Expenditure of magic. Hey, port portal keepers make good money because they they expend their magical resources and let people walk through and just take twenty gold ahead. Yeah. <laughs> that said, becoming a portal keeper takes a lot of effort and has occupational hazards. Yeah. It's as, a lot of money, said. but if we take the zeppelin, who's going to sedate the troll? I like how you have the A team approach of BA Baraka has to be sedated if you're going to go on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, true. I can't hold concentration on hold person that long. <laughs> Seven days of hold person. <laughs> I mean, knocking him out and putting him on the Zeppelin would work, but then he's going to keep waking up. And he has to eat. Um, I think first we should try and look for possibly look for, like, missions. Because are we basically going to want to go in the general area that all the main forces are going, or try to go more around the outskirts of that area? Well, first you have to get to the Eastern Kingdoms, and then you have to get there. Um, yeah. Getting, getting, to the, getting to the Highlands. Um, let me pull up a map of the Eastern Kingdoms real quick, just so I can see what you have to pass through. Actually, Eastern Kingdoms. Ha! Sitting on a zeppelin would be nice because you and I could build stuff. Is it on the northern or the southern end, or where is it? Uh, it is right uh, in the central east. Let me pull up this map here. 
I'm assuming we do have to pay for things like our provisions as we eat for those seven days. Is it the like big intimidating looking purple mountain? <clears throat> yes. Gotcha. In the Central East. Probably not going to cost 20 gold. Um, so... It's 20 gold, so he's just not that bad. So, if you're, if you're looking... Um, I can still sell... Under, under I city. can sell a bunch of stuff that I've got, too. Uh, we'll be... Yeah, let me... Oh, yeah. Let me oh, give you an idea of where you're at. So, um... Yeah, so that will be the Twilight Highlands. Uh... Undercity, if you want to go up, is he here-ish, mm-hmm. and Quel'Thalas is up here. And that Quel'Thalas is there. Undercity is about here. Where is he, where's Undercity? No, which which right region? Here. Yeah, it's in um, Silver Pine Forest. Um, so Undercity is here. Quel'Thalas is here. Okay. So to get to get to to get to the Twilight Highlands from either place, you would have to from the Undercity. You'd be going through um, uh, Blurg. Blurg. Uh, you'd have to cut through um, this area um, and through Thandal um, Span, uh, which is an alliance-held territory. So you have to be careful with that, or you could sail. Um, but through Quel'Thalas, you have to go through the Ghostlands and um, Wildhammer territory, uh, and then through the same Dwarf Held territory. Okay. It's probably a shorter shot from the Undercity, but it's through more dangerous territory. And where's the other place? The Silithophobia? Quel'Thalas? No, no, no. Silithus. Silithus is in the is in Kalimdor on the very southwestern edge. the Great Desert at the very southwest. Cool. Great Desert at the very southwest. Although if you're looking at a modern map, you might see a giant sword in it, but that's just because of the most recent expansion, which hasn't happened yet. Stop taking me to that map. I don't want to see that map. Okay. So it's also a journey for us. Oh yeah. So it's not like we can check out the one that's closer to us and then do the other one. Yeah, they're 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 both quite a journey. Um, the nearest place you could get to to Silithus would probably be a flight to Gadgetsan in Tanaris, and then cutting across two deserts, or a desert and a giant. Forest full of oh, dinosaurs. Well, I can do dinosaur forests and deserts. Those are my thing. Now, how long of a Zeppelin ride is it to get to Gadgetzan? Uh, to Gadgetzan, it'd probably only be about a day. Okay. Because <clears throat> Zeppelins move very fast. <clears throat> and then how long of a travel is it from Gadgetzan to Silithus? On foot, 
either way, you're looking at a long travel on foot. Um, from Gadget's end to Silicus, you're probably looking at about... two or three weeks, depending on how much the terrain slows you down. Um, and then from Undercity to, uh, from Undercity or Quilthalos to Twilight Highlands, you're probably looking at about the same. Okay. Just getting clarity. I haven't... I haven't gone through my method of translating in-game distance to actual time distance because I just I don't know where you're going yet, um, and I haven't had internet for the past week. So, question. Um, while they're doing that, are there any areas around here that would be suitable caverns or undercity things aside from the Shadowlands? Aside from the, aside from the Cleft of Shadows? Yeah. Um... While the cat, while the walls that are still standing in Orgrim are a pretty solid earth, they kind of had to be to withstand the cataclysm and stay standing. Um, there is even further down from the Cleft of Shadows. In fact, the only open passageway at the moment to get there is through the Cleft of Shadows. Um, there is um, a place that is known. Uh, not that you can really know this, but from what the locals call Ragefire Chasm. Um, which is a series of tunnels underneath Orgrimmar, which goes deep enough to have access to, like, volcanic activity, which is why it's called Rage Fire. Um, it goes deep enough that some of the molten earth is still... There, there are, like, pathways through molten earth and lakes of... We're talking fantasy lakes of lava. Yeah, the kind that you can stand near and not burst into flames. Yeah. Aesthetic lakes of lava. Hmm. Aesthetic lava. It's sort of like you know the um, the areas of the Underdark in D and D settings that have lots of lava in them. Oh yeah, sort of like those. So how? But those would not be suitable for these sort of creatures. Not usually. I mean, some of them maybe. Um, but it would definitely take some working to make it suitable for everyone. What would have to be done to make it suitable? Um, there would need to be more plant life, like fungus and sort of stuff that can survive underground without light for a lot of the herbivores to feed on. Um, and then the ecosystem would have to exist there for... Basically, you would have to transplant enough plants and then enough herbivores and then enough carnivores to keep the cycle standing. I'd have to create an, an ecosystem. Yeah, because at the moment it's pretty dead. The <laughs> only animals that are down there that you can find are earth borers, uh, which are giant rockworms. Um... And so we got carnivores. Yeah. Uh, what do the earth borers eat? Earth. Oh. Okay. They seem to subsist off of the minerals in the in the, in the earth. So. Although they can probably subsist off the minerals in a creature too if they really wanted to. So I would have to find plants that would exist well in the hot terrain. Without light, yeah. Without light. Well, with without UV light, I should say. Yeah. Um, do I know of any plants that would do that well? Uh, Roll me a nature check. 
That's a good roll to compensate for my low intelligence. Uh, 18. 18, nice. Um, there's probably a few that you can think of. Um, matter of fact, as you, as you think about it, um, there was a plant that you came across in the Barrens um, when you got near Razorfan Crawl. Uh, which was a place that was definitely very shrouded by thorns constantly. Uh, it wasn't as dark, but it was definitely in a very hot, very dry place without a lot of sunlight. Mm -hmm. um, and it was it was called um, you don't remember what it was called because you didn't make up a name, but it was names don't matter to me. <laughs> it was a sort of um, sort of kind uh, of a lichen or more of a moss. Or... Yeah, it was sort of a burnt moss kind of. It, it had this texture like burnt wood, but it was definitely a moss and it sort of grew across darker areas um, and sort of seemed to feed off of nutrients in the warmer earth um, that it could get based off of the, the way that the soil was heated. It was an interesting interaction. Um, it seemed to like heat um, and specifically dry heat. Uh, which is odd for a moss because most mosses tend to grow in you know more moist areas. Yeah. Speaking of moisture, is there any water down there? Um, in the in those in, in, in where the lava's at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not so much. There's not a lot of water down there. Because um, <clears throat> that's going to be a secondary issue. Yeah, and it would probably be difficult to get water down there, just because of the lava. But theoretically, if there was some sort of underground stream or river found diverted into the cave structure. You do know that um, there's a waterfall in the Valley of Spirits and in the near the Valley of Honor where some of the uh, the South Fury River sort of is siphoned off into Orgrimmar. Um, and, and from natural springs that exist on the top of Orgrimmar. Um, and you you don't know where that water goes because it kind of pools in the valleys, but it never overflows, so it has to go somewhere, either into the earth or somewhere. Okay. Um, would I have time to investigate that before nightfall today? Maybe. <clears throat> you go ahead and roll me a survival check. <clears throat> okay. I will do that while they're continuing, while they're making up their minds. Ooh, 21. 21. So there are definite... The water definitely pools a lot, um, in, especially in the Valley of Spirits, which has sort of like sort of standing level water mm -hmm. up through a lot of it, um, which implies that there's not like a direct siphon where the water is going. Yeah. Um, but you can sort of gather there are enough cracks in the earth because it's very sort of, it's clay, it cracks very easily, mm -hmm. um, that there are small cracks where the water can sort of pool and siphon into the earth and then moisten it around. So you sort of gather, if you had somehow the ability to dig enough under a specific area around where this water pools, you might be able to get sort of a drip going from the, from the earth above. But that would take very precise measuring that you don't know how to do. I'm going to go find the goblin. <laughs> or I'm going to go find those two. So it's, it's, it's about 
nightfall as you guys are sort of convening and figuring out where you want to go and how you want to get there that the troll returns. I'm assuming you guys are probably shacking up in an inn for the night. Yeah, that makes sense. Probably, yeah. <laughs> the troll walks immediately up to, since the half orc here was going to walk up to Leaf. Yes? How far of a walk is it to the waterfall? Uh, maybe about 10 minutes. He's going to grab your arm and start dragging you a direction. <laughs> I start walking in that direction. Okay. I'm so gonna... this is what you feel like then. I'm going to follow. He's not like dragging you, like forcing you to go. He's yeah. just suggesting you're, that you come you're, with You're leading me in this particular yes. direction. Uh, apparently we're going this way. Here he is. He has a way with words. <laughs> so about I 10 minutes later, he leads you to one of the waterfalls in the Valley of Spirits. He points at the waterfall and he points at the ground where the water is draining somewhere. The water <clears throat> flowing. He's going to go over to is there any sort of natural, like even little divots or caves around here? There's a few, yeah. He's going to go over to one, he's going to point at the ceiling and he's going to mimic water dripping from the ceiling. So the water's flowing into a cave? going to look at you oddly. It should flow into a cave. It will He's flow into nod. a cave. Going to nod. You want to make it. Which me. cave? Which cave are we blowing up? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. You didn't get Josh, so you don't want it blown up. All right, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> Leaf knows what's up. Um, he's going to look at, uh, at Snackfriend, and Snackfriend is going to curl his wings up and coil up on uh, on the ground uh, in, in the cave. The troll goes over and pushes some rocks and they fall and the snake flees and uh, looks around being all confused before uh, rolling over and uh, panting for water. <laughs> I think he wants us to solve an ecological disaster, maybe? This is the best game of charades. <laughs> Animals want water? He, he, he points at... You, you, we can see the big circle of, val of mountains up in the valley in it, right? Yeah. He points at the valley. We've all been to Ograma before the Cataclysm. And then he mimics the ceiling. Fell. And then he puts a snake friend and, and makes a, a rushing noise towards the shadow area. So is there a specific cave that we're looking for uh do i know how to get to these caves underground uh yeah you have to sort of you have to lead them through the the cleft of shadows and then down into ragefire chasm how long of a travel is that that's probably about 20 minutes if you if you don't run into anything he starts leading you all right <laughs> so he leads you through the as he's leading you through the the shadow area though as we're walking well take a mental note of how big is this waterfall exactly? Um, relatively large. It's the the, the cavern, like the, the the valley's walls are massive. Sort of, they they stretch for a good like couple hundred feet in off in this one direction, and then there's this probably about forty maybe fifty foot wide waterfall that sort of pours in from one of the from the, the from the mesa above. Okay, so it's a pretty large waterfall. Yeah. It's, it's not Niagara Falls, but no. it's certainly a big and active waterfall. Yeah. Okay. 
Is so we can divert some water from it if we need to. This, this one seems to pour up from a natural spring that, if it, if it makes any sense, the, there is a spring somewhere very deep that pours up into the mesa above Orgrimmar and then water falls down into Orgrimmar. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's as he's leading you through the the shadow city area, he's pointing out all like the rodents and the little animals, and then pointing at the valley. The animals need water. He's pointing. He points. He stops. Points at the animals. Points at the valley, and then whooshes from the valley to the. So animals. what, okay. what does the valley so look the... like? Exactly. Um, he's pointing at he's pointing at the drag, which is the circle area around the Orgrimmar that sort of the inside Orgrimmar that sort of connects all the different valleys together. Um, you know that the drag used to be um, covered; it used to have a cave ceiling, um, but the cataclysm brought it all down, and now it's sort of exposed to daylight. Mm -hmm. So you're pointing out how there aren't things living over there. So you want us. To get water over there, so that you want to. He he motions you to keep following him. All right. And he'll lead you to the the flame cave area. Convenient, my character doesn't know any of these names because I cannot remember a single proper name you've told me. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. But yes, he leads you to caves that have. The fire. So he leads you down to this very oppressively hot series of underground caves that you know as Ragefire Chasm, um, which is called Ragefire for a reason, because there's lava everywhere. And then he'll go to the ceiling and he'll... Water. So we want... You want water here? Okay, you want us to get the water from the waterfall to here. For I'm guessing animals? you don't want a small amount. He shrugs. So the animals can live and drink. Okay. Terraforming cave system, sure, why not? <laughs> don't look at me. I don't know what to so, do here. So there is I a, the, are, are there small amounts of water around here? Not really, because there's lava everywhere. Yeah. So it's going to evaporate. To create a significant enough amount of water for it to continue to exist, um, you'd probably create a sauna first. And then if the water managed to stay around long enough, you would start to create basically a hot spring. Mm -hmm. You can create a tourist attraction all in one. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> because. Are you just trying to make a tech device that has create water and place it into it? Industrialize that. Yeah, we're gonna the problem is the material component of a drop of water. So it does need water to fuel it a little bit. But then, as far as powering it, we can try to use geothermal power. There's enough lava laying around that we can use that to try to power the machine. Steam power right there. 
we, it generates its own fuel and then it takes geothermal power from the environment. So we need to bring in like a bucket of water probably, but then we can condense what we need back into the machine. I thought I was done with school. <laughs> <laughs> the troll stares at you and then nods. So we're gonna build, we're gonna spend the night building a thing, huh? So you want to build a device whose only purpose is cast create water. Yes. I guess. And then it's gonna run it on thermal. It's gonna power itself with steam power from the heat. <laughs> Can I just say that this is exactly why tankers should exist <laughs> in every setting? It'll probably be slow, but no, uh, it can. That's it's ten gallons at a time per cast, and then whatever the time function you decide for this would be, I imagine it wouldn't be an action. No, but I mean that could slowly build up a basin. Oh, I mean. <clears throat> We probably have to like bring buckets of water in here but for I mean, the first little yeah, bit. Yeah, because yeah, one of you two roll me an arcana check. Even ten gallons of water an hour. When you're talk we're not talking about large creatures subsisting on it. Yeah. Ah. Nine. Want me to try? I almost perfectly reasonable. Want me to try? I almost ended up thirteen. Oh, 18. So the problem with this, and the reason that people don't typically make machines that are designed to consistently cast a spell, is that every time it attempts to cast the spell, <laughs> the machine might malfunction. Yeah, it has to do malfunction. So. so if you make, while it is certainly possible, um, you're basically running on a timer at that point. Eventually it'll, it'll explode. Because magic is not meant to be channeled constantly. There are very few places in the world where magic can just constantly be active. Aren't we near, isn't this like near the shadow magic warlock demon land? Yeah, that's where the warlocks practice their magic, and it's sort of affected by it. You don't want to bring fell magic into this. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. You don't need to tell me that. Um, but also, like, there's a difference between magic sort of being in the air and being channeled, and one spell being used repeatedly over and over. And by a device at that. Technomagic is still sort of infantile. There's a difference between a magic device and a technomagic device. Um, so, like, basically, as it keeps casting the spell for, like, the 20th time, it would just kind of run out of magical juice, essentially? It might, it might just malfunction it, it itself. Or you just mean the fact that every 10 gallons is a 5% <laughs> chance of blowing. Of blowing, exactly. Yeah. 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 Which, in this case, running on geothermal power would probably be blowing up and releasing lava into the cave. Yeah. <laughs> at the very least, it would have to have at least daily maintenance, at which point... Yeah. At which point, someone is standing around maintaining the thing. Yeah, but daily maintenance by a technomage, specifically. Yeah. Which are not common. Yeah. So, is there a section of this cave that's underneath where that waterfall is? Um, not directly. You'd have to do a bit of digging. <laughs> or blasting. <laughs> we don't have the explosives for blasting. Uh, we, well, we could do it. I, I still have... I still like have a keg of black powder? A barrel of, of gunpowder. Yeah. I don't know if that would be enough for a rainy. 
I mean, the only thing I have is a random bottle of noggin fogger elixir, whatever the heck that does. (laughs) It does lots of things. I'm sure it does. Because remember, because we met Noggin Fogger in that one uh, in uh, the one time you were in Tanaris in Gatinzan. Yeah, and I have Noggin Fogger elixir, and I have no idea what it does, and I don't know if I want to. It does lots of things. Actually, it just depends on which one it wants to do at the time. I'm sure it does. I have a potion and a magic book that I haven't had checked out yet. Curiosity: How far would it be to get a sample of that moss? Um, you'd have this. The only place that you know of is in the Barrens, okay. the Southern Barrens specifically. Okay, that's a waste. Okay. Well, I've presented you with what I with, with what I need. I don't know if the party cares nearly as much about this problem as the troll does. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, to clarify, rats aren't going to pay you back. Yeah, I know. I would. I, I benefit you absolutely. Hmm. This is something the troll wants to do. <laughs> yes, the troll is into terraforming and uh, solving ecological problems because he identifies. He, he, he finds that the ecological problems of a, a several species of animals surviving are more important than the political problems of a group of sentient beings that, despite the fact that they can talk, can't seem to get along. <laughs> <laughs> what can I estimate how far it would be to tunnel? Um, you could roll me... You don't have, uh, you don't have the architecture trade skill, do you? Architecture, no. I said engineering, but actually, what do I have as, as engineering anyway? That's something I got to add on here. Engineering would use it'd be in your tools, tool proficiencies. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Down that that big box at the bottom. Said she was cold. Thank you for a blanket. Hello. <laughs> Where is the inns? Thank you. Another way. There are multiple ends to this thing. <laughs> yes, got four of them. Choose one and keep going. Right? Um, but you you probably need either mining or architecture to try yeah. and figure right. out. Right. Are there any kobolds in the area? No. Where's Sapphire when you need her? <laughs> Go find some shrine of Sapphire and invoke her. Sapphire could dig that tunnel in like Sapphire 15 seconds. Sapphire absolutely dig that tunnel. <laughs> Cast a couple magic spells, just like... Sa- Sapphire would just be like, Oh, I see what you need. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Or Sapphire could just look at the water and be like, look at the lava and be like, you should be water now. <laughs> That's what happens when you have a 20th level wizard who focuses on utility spells. Wish. I wish that lava was water. 
Okay. So we've got a mathematical and architectural <clears throat> conundrum. Uh, the troll, seeing this done, figures that it's bedtime. Yeah. And heads back to the inn. Yeah, they need to go back and, and think about it, maybe. <laughs> uh. So the troll is giving you a conundrum. And you've got a couple of other paths to pursue that actually have potential of getting you paid or rewarded. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that! <laughs> yeah. The troll has no idea, that, has no conception of that this is going to be solved immediately. This is a long-term problem. Right. Okay. Like, the next time we happen to be in a desert area and I find the moss, I'll gather some, but I'm not going to go, like, run a week off into Duratar to grab it while we've got other things to do. Alright. You know, Did we happen to find any crazy magical artifacts of water summoning? In your in your quest journal, right. you just got this one side quest that's going to sit there for eons. Okay. Right, I'm going to tsunami. Or if you find, like, a portal gun or something, you know. <laughs> or the portal in waterfall, portal in cave. Or the orb of tsunami. It <laughs> <laughs> was a Shaolin showdown reference, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it sounded familiar. Okay. Orb of tsunami. Yes. Tsunami. All right. So you guys get a long rest. You guys take a night. Costs you like I want to say expenses for a five copper, like five. Assuming we had a meal. So wait, hold on. Meals and lodging. Yeah, it, it's um, like modest. Modest lodging is about five silver. Okay. So that's, that's what for the room. one, two, three. I'll pay the three gold that we need for that. For what? Okay. Oh. Wait, where are we currently? Orgamar. Wouldn't she just be at her parents' house? I mean, yeah, you want to be at your parents' house? Yeah, no. I, 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 I didn't realize where we were. No, she'd be at her parents' house. Yeah. So, we, we conclude our business, and you go home. Yes. We're all home. <laughs> and you easily spend spend the evening with your, with your, with your mother and father. Yeah. They are no, more than happy no to put you up for the night. They do not charge five silver. <laughs> Don't charge you anything. They give you food and a bed. And she gets to sleep in her room. The troll is a vagrant and doesn't really care about rooms. Yeah, so I'll knock off one gold from that tally. Two gold pieces. Cool. Ah, ah, I think the troll had an open invitation to sleep on the orphanage floor. Generally, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. Because you were originally from the orphanage in Orgrimmar. Well, it when I was a teenager. Yeah. I'm originally from the jungles and... You don't have to pay silver to sleep on the jungle floor either, but... No. <laughs> but yeah, you eventually ended up in the orphanage. So you probably find your way back there as the one place in the city that is consistent that you know of. Yeah. Just walk in. Find a soft something. Matron Battle Whale just kind of looks at you and just... Battle Whale! Okay. Nods. <laughs> and you introduce her to Snake Friend. She's probably. I, we've probably been through Ogremore at oh, least a couple times. The last year, yeah, yeah. sure. Snakebreak has wings this time. And Fabulous. I was always a strange child. of approval. <laughs> oh, man. She is definitively a battle whale. She is an armored whale with a lance that rolls down the hills at her enemies. 
Never call Lance. She is an elderly no. orc woman who has had enough of your garbage. <laughs> <laughs> an orc druid that turns into a whale? No. Oh. <laughs> I want a whale to have a lance. That's all I really want. Not a whale. I want a whale in full plate with a lance. The lance isn't sticking out of his her head. She's got on one of her flippers. <laughs> and then just rolls. Yep. <laughs> something tells me you could actually build this in 3.5, and something tells me it would do stupid, stupid, stupid things to people. I don't know. There's not actually a mechanical way to make whales viable in combat in 3.5. <laughs> but if there is one, stuff. you would find it, I'm sure. Just, it depends on whether or not the DM allows you to turn into an eagle and then midair turn into a whale and drop on your opponents with great effect. <laughs> Just make it into a mini fortress. Actually, that's a thing. That is actually a thing. They used it with giant turtles, but it was a thing. <laughs> no, you just have to be like a really, really big zombie whale. You know, like a really, really big skeleton whale, and then you just kind of float around as a submarine for your team. Regardless, I fall asleep. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Everyone gets a night's rest. What are you doing in the morning? <laughs> Alright. In the morning... This has been the most glorious first day for the Soaring Fang. <laughs> the glorious day of sidetracking. I, I reconvene with the group. Alright. So, Arathi Highlands or Silithus? Oh, the Highlands. You know my vote. I'm gonna go to the Highlands. Alright. I suppose the Highlands it is. More things to do out there, eventually. Troll, do you have a vote? <laughs> Highlands, or what's the other place? Silly face. Silithus. The Silithus the, the Wastelands or the Highlands? Alright. Highlands then. Would you prefer to teleport or ride on a Cephalon? The troll's eyes get massive. <laughs> <laughs> he, looked, he, he, he looked uncomfortable. Are you okay with teleporting? <clears throat> He does not look comfortable. Zeppelin? He continues to look uncomfortable. Okay, let's go teleport. Um, I gotta find a shop where they wanna buy some of this stuff. I'm carrying around too much junk. Yeah, can you get your wagon through a teleport? Yeah, that's gonna cost a bunch. Yeah, it'll cost a lot more to get the wagon through. I feel like that's an argument for Zeppelin. It yeah. is. Because we've got stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, on one hand, yes, the troll will be uncomfortable. On the other hand, spending triple digits of gold. Also, to clarify, uh, nothing in your experience with the troll has made you uh, think he'll want to walk through a portal created <laughs> by fell magic. That too. Fell magic. Or even arcane magic, honestly. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't differentiate. It's all I do. weird stuff. A wizard did it. I do. And, you know, I kind of don't like fell magic a whole lot. So, you know what? You do know that most of the portal keepers are arcane casters. Oh. 
Fel magic, fel magic is a bit excessive for portal use. Fel magic can make portals, it's just not... Mm. You may or may not leave them with your soul. Yeah. There's a cost. <laughs> and it's not worth paying for constant creation of portals. I hope we spend a week on a set when we can uh, do a lot of stuff. So by the time we get there, we'll have something to play with. Hmm. Yes. It would probably be another hundred gold to get the uh, the wagon and the cobalt and the kodos through. Yeah. Let's let's just do a zeppelin. Because... That said, <clears throat> zeppelin transport is free for passengers. Trying to load cargo on might cost you. A... Yeah, but it's not going to cost us that much. It's no. not going to cost that much. Yeah, we can we can do that. Probably a couple gold. Uh, you got big cargo, so maybe up to like 10 or 15, but it depends yeah. on how you can haggle. Also, uh, can do hang. we have a base of off? Do we have somewhere where we can leave it here? Like, if there's stuff you don't need that's for storage? Like, if you don't expect to use your shredder? Yeah, I, I could probably do We'd that probably for like, a while. I mean, just, I mean. Uh, look into grabbing some kind of a guild hall of sorts? Well, that's going to cost. That's a lot. The junk money. Because you're because you're a hoarder line, you can get a good deal on a loan and good time to pay it, to make payments on it. So well, I can I, I can figure out prices. Um, and you can get preferential choice of land. So confident are we? <laughs> or we could just like I'm sure there's some sort of area where we can well, are, are we pay gonna... to leave things. Do you want to leave your stuff at Jonas parents' house? <laughs> <laughs> I hey. don't think it'll fit. Hey, how about you stuff this, uh, this, uh, what, what, what your military parents tech do? in your attic? Uh, what do your parents do again? Uh, your father's a blacksmith, and your mother, you don't know what she does. They couldn't use a pair of kodos for, uh, for a month, could they? Could they, uh, yeah, you can put them right up I, I could hire them out somewhere. <laughs> Actually, honestly, I bet kodos would be great for agriculture. I wonder if you could convince a farmer to be like, hey, you want to... What, what time of year is it? Uh, probably, after it's been about a year, it's probably late summer. Yeah. Not really a time that they would need kodos for, 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 uh, for plowing, no, for for plowing or anything. How much would it cost to stable for... <laughs> I would probably eat a lot. They do. Yeah. And also, can. I mean, the thing is, going to the Eastern Kings we're gonna be there for a little while. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. I mean, ten ten gold is not that much. No. So you want you want to try and haggle down? <coughs> yeah. Try to haggle up rice on that. You're you're haggling with another goblin because the goblins run the zeppelins. So. Uh, okay. Roll me your persuasion, and you get to add double your proficiency because you're a gambling trying to haggle. Dang. That's not a good roll. Twelve. You roll the nineteen on the die. Yeah. Uh, the, the lowest you're willing to go is is thirteen gold. I rolled a four on the die. <laughs> the lowest the goblin's willing to go is thirteen gold for the kodos 13. and the wagon. Okay, well we'll get it there anyway. Okay. But the rest of you board for free, because the horde pays. Because horde taxes pay for pay for the zeppelin service. Okay. They have public transit, unlike okay. Gwinnett County. <laughs> 13, okay. The only thing about it is because it's across a continent, it's it's nowhere near as regular as like a bus system. Uh, I don't know. Have you seen the Gwinnett <laughs> County bus system? It's probably more regular than that. Maybe. 
Let me take jabs at our uh, local constituency and their inability to arrange for a basic bus stop to work. Either have it or don't. Don't do a garbage job. Mm -hmm. Hi, local politics. But yeah, so. And something something Marta is a laughing stock. Marta's in Atlanta. Oh yeah, Marta's Atlanta. Was... At least it functions though. Admittedly, anywhere where there's a martyr stop, there's a uh, sharp increase in crime as opposed to the opposite. But still. Uh, regardless. Anyway. Local problems aside. So. A Zeppelin ride awaits you. How are you going to get the troll on the Zeppelin? <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, the troll trusts the group enough. Um, he will we have to go. Uh... I have a blindfold. Do you want to try this? <laughs> Narrow eyes. I mean, she was just afraid of heights or just. I mean, <clears throat> your snake flies. You can too. Narrower <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Do you want me to knock you out? <clears throat> just saying, I'd be easy. Take a little nap. He looks unhappy. Just go down the You can be unhappy no matter what. Which way do you want to do this? He's follow he will follow you if you go. Okay. He just isn't happy. He gives the Zeppelin dirty looks when you're boarding. I forget does he get motion sick or does he just not like it? He does not trust this goblin nonsense. <laughs> also, you know after the first time he got on a Zeppelin? He blew up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> only once, though. Most zeppelins only have to blow up once. It's <laughs> not very, goblin. very not difficult. Goblin it's very difficult to blow up a, gob a, a zeppelin multiple times. Last campaign, I blew up that zeppelin like at least 50 times. <laughs> yes, but you also had an insane kobold woman who could reassemble it with her mind and make it immune to weather. Oh, no, I was talking about the Zeppelin I blew up 50 times. But yeah. You know. I was going to say, you're talking about the one that you blew up for the Bolton clan. Oh, no, both, yeah. <laughs> that was just one thing. So. The troll will spend the entirety below deck unhappy. Are there any animals on this thing? Um, aside from the Kodos? Yeah, probably not. Let me see who you're on. Who you're are there? Are there any maybe rats or bills? You know, something that stows away. Let me see who you're boarding with. Local birds. <laughs> um, so among the other passengers, there are an orc shaman, um, female, uh, with sort of long black hair and sort of dusty red and, and orange robe with sort of the, the skull of a large uh, raptor creature on its on her left shoulder and a pair of axes on, on her on her belt. Um, and in a group with her is a uh, orc hunter uh, who is not green. He is brown of skin um, with sort of these long black braids that reach down to his chest and a long rifle over his over his shoulder. But with him, he has a pair of wolves. I'm going to talk to the wolves. Um, you, you talk to the wolves. And they are 
slightly uncomfortable being on a Zeppelin, but their their packmate has had to do it regularly enough that they go with him and don't question it, and they haven't fallen off yet or been blown up yet. I regale my story of having a Zeppelin blown up to them. <laughs> Not make them more comfortable. <laughs> 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 That's terrific. But the uh, the Zeppelin makes its way. I noticed you crossing your arms when I mentioned the Raptor skull. It's the circle of life. Just giving the giving the shaman a side eye. Yeah. It's like you better have eaten that whole thing. <laughs> there better not be any waste. <clears throat> what would you do if I just had an orc, orc skull on my shoulder? Probably be nothing. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, I yeah. mean, he would have eaten the whole thing if you had a orc exactly. Skull shoulder, so. Exactly. <laughs> I, I would eat the whole orc and make use of the whole orc and eat you to make use of the whole raptor. That's all I all I request. <laughs> If you eat me, my ghost will haunt you. Can I eat the ghost? No. <laughs> Don't worry. If you die, I won't give you a fury ritual. I, I will make sure that... Don't you have the... Oh, wait, no. That what? was a different campaign. <laughs> I, I, I'd give it a different character in a different campaign. Um, um, uh, tusk mounts that allow them to bite ghosts. <laughs> That's nice. Pretty. I don't bite ghosts. Yeah. I avoid ghosts when possible. Ghosts are freaky and not natural. Wow. Animals know to stay away from them. You sentient people need to stop messing with them. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. You know when you sentient people have this thing called fear? Yeah, listen to it. The animals do. Mm -hmm. Oh, hey, Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do keep very close track of what's going on with the Zeppelin as we're flying. I need both. And I'm willing to offer up any help that I can offer in repairing this. Does that mean you just rolled a one on the random encounter table? So. Um, I stab it. <laughs> the, uh, the Zeppelin is flying for a few days, and you're somewhere over the Great Sea that divides Kalimdor and the Eastern Kingdoms in the middle of the ocean. You know that based on where you're at in the map, uh, the maelstrom is somewhere south. In fact, as you look to the south, um, off of like as you're sort of below decks and looking out the balcony towards the south, you can sort of see the ominous storm clouds of the never-ending storm that is the maelstrom um, at the center of the world. Um, and as you're watching that storm brew, you hear the shout from the main deck. Dragon! Oh, jeez. 
Why is life never <laughs> easy? Never been the troll on one of these again. Which dragon is it? You all head to the main deck? Uh, yes. Yeah. All hands on deck. Get the shield out. Um, as as you all pour onto the main deck of this zeppelin, the uh, the group of you sort of gather up onto the main deck and look around, and you can see in the distance the flapping of large black wings. Oh no! As a <laughs> as not the black dragon you were expecting. Not the one with the you massive metal jaw. You were expecting a black dragon? Not yeah, the massive always, metal jaw. The one that was causing the apocalypse. Yeah, I know that. Right. Yeah. Not that one. Not that one, okay. Okay, that's okay. But a black dragon encroaching upon the ship. Where do black dragons normally hang out? Wherever they want to. Don't know. Wherever they want to eat. <laughs> Nobody tell the black dragon he can't hang with them, okay? That's not something you tell a black dragon. As you should know by Faust by now. <laughs> the last thing you tell a black dragon. Alright. Um, I'm gonna prepare a throwy stick. And we're gonna roll some initiative. See if we get a dragon fight in the last half hour. Throwy stick, throwy stick, a dependable throwy stick. It's a stick that you throw. Throwy stick, friend to all, except the person you're throwing at. Walking out to the throwy stick. I've got throwy stick, uh, stabby stick, and slashy bit. Let's see. And then Snick Friend has noms. Snake Friend better stay back a little bit. What do you mean stay back? Snake Friend can fly. Snake Friend can attack the dragon on the dragon's territory. Uh but do you really want to do that? Twenty-five to twenty. Uh, uh, oh, twenty. Twenty. Whenever we get to it, I got a ten. Okay. Whenever we get to it, I'm going last. <laughs> of course. Possibly. 17 if it matters. Okay, 20 to 15, you got 17? Yeah. It would be reasonably impressive to get lower than me. So, you know. 15 to 10? You got a 10. You got so. a 10. Dang. 10 to 5? Five to one. Three. And you have the higher dexterity modifier. Yep. <laughs> the two of you the two of so you go last. The two of you going at the same time. Alright. Uh, so that's that's brick and leaf. I decided I'm I'm just gonna start letting you guys go at the same time if you roll the same initiative just because it lets you guys like do some fun stuff together if you want. Okay, you, or you can just decide how you wanna go. 
Um, and then I need to roll for your two for the two other people who are on this boat that can actually fight. And for Garrett. And for well, <laughs> I'm not going to run three people at the same time. Ah. We're we're going to presume yeah, that Garrick, we're going to presume that Garrick is uh, communing with the spirits of the wind to stop the boat from being crashed. Crashed. There we go. Yes, that's Garrick's role this fight. That works. Throwy sticks. Throwy sticks. Made good. Throwy sticks. A little bit of rock. And <clears throat> sharp. Throwy sticks. Throwy sticks. I like your battle whale. Are you drawing Battle Whale? Yes! Oh, that's fantastic. Battle Whale is friend to all. It's a happy Battle Whale! Alright, so the first episode. How could a Battle Whale not be happy? Uh, Seriously, having a whale of a time. I can throw things at you. Yes, you can, and you probably will. I'm not intimidated. I mean, I know you're not. If the threat of throwing things made me stop telling puns, I never would have told a pun in my life. So the the shaman um, looks over at her companion and kind of ra- raises her hand and this sort of drop of blood as she as she clutches her fist as she casts a spell at the other orc and you see his his sort of he sort of stands up a little straighter as his muscles seem to flex as he pulls his gun and takes ex- expeditious aim and then it's the dragon's turn. Um, Excuse me. As the dragon closes with the ship. Uh, it sort of dives for a second and disappears below the, 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 the slope, the, the deck of the ship, and then rises up, shooting up directly in front of the group of you. And its wings spread wide and it roars. Bow before Varixian! And all of you need to make a spirit saving throw. I can do those. I'm not bad at those. Um, yeah, I don't do that very well. Well, I rolled a one. You are frightened of this dragon. Yeah. 18. You are not frightened. You are frightened of this dragon. Okay. 18. You are not frightened. 10. You are frightened of this dragon. <laughs> So literally the two of us are the two of you are not frightened. As a reminder, the frightened condition gives you disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks so long as you can see the dragon. Pity. So Okay. I mean it's just like Snack Friend. Just bigger. <laughs> Snack Friend can take him. Oh, do I need to roll for Snack Friend? Yes. <laughs> Snack friend laughs at the puny dragon with his 20. Nice. <laughs> uh, and then, with the rest of its attack, is going to. Um, who's in front of it? The troll's in front of it. It's going to try and that, fight the troll. That's the troll's job, to be in front of it. Uh, and does the 15 hit you? No. Okay. So, it, its teeth. Lunge down towards you and chomp down just on the air where you were as you rolled on the side. And frustrated, one of its claws swipes around at the side of you. That's better. Uh, 28 hits you in singing. Yeah, this isn't 3 5. Uh, that will be 
Ten points of slashing damage. Oh. Oh, the humanity. The pain. Your armor oh, is the slashing damage. Pardon? Oh, yeah. You take five. Yeah. And it's not magical, right? No, it's just claws. Cool. Uh, and then second claw attack is gonna come at Shiona. Twenty-six hits you. Yes, twenty-six hits. <clears throat> Also be ten points of slashing damage. Uh, I rolled the exact same total. Uh, would you like to use your reaction to uncanny dodge and take half the damage? Yes, I would. So you take five damage, uh, and that will be the dragon's turn, which brings it to you, Shiona. You are frightened. I'm frightened, and I stab. I don't do range things. I mean, it's in your face. Yeah, it's in my You cannot willingly move closer to it, but you're already there. Okay, then I will. With disadvantage. Yes, with disadvantage. Unless you move around it to flank. And around it would be off the side of the boat. <laughs> oh, well, that provides complications. Yeah, 12 to hit. Unfortunately, as you bring the claw around, it kind of scrapes across the side. As you're just like, you're, the the strength isn't there because you're trying to swing and pull back at the same time, um, and it just kind of scrapes across some of the scales. Uh, Josh, um, can I throw a bag at it? A bag of what? A tanglefoot, uh, tanglefoot bag. You think it might be a little big for the tanglefoot bag? Well, for that, as far as getting the wings. Yeah. Okay. Standard grenade. This is going to be a waste, probably, but disadvantage, right? Yes, because you're afraid. Ah, oh, natural one. Oh, well, you're lucky, so you can re-roll that one. Yeah, re-roll the one. I got to roll the one and a two. Okay. <laughs> so I can re-roll the one. Well, you can re-roll the one to not malfunction is the big thing. Oh, or to not critically fail. Five. Five. So that's like plus five. Still misses, though. Yeah, as the grenade five. goes... Because you're like, eh, eh, eh. I just throw it off. Oh, win. Just, Win's a thing. Yeah, I just throw it off the side. <laughs> and it just goes away. Yeah. Down, down, off the side. I can imagine, like, we're, we're heading waste. towards it, and so you throw the grenade, and it goes, and then it goes, <laughs> away. Air resistance. Um, which then brings it to Jarek. Um, so the, the, the brown skinned orc kind of brings up his rifle and just <laughs> fires twice. Uh, with actually three times because he's hasted. Um, first shot will hit, which will be a d12. I have a question, by yes. the way, about the positioning of the dragon. If the dragon was to say become paralyzed, would it fall into the ocean? Yeah. Cool. Just checking. For a friend. Who is a snake? I kind of really wish I had a whole monster. Where it is. Good. As the, the orc fires three shots in rapid succession and 
gives the signal for the two wolves to sort of um, harrow at it. They neither of them are. Let's see if they can. Not quite. Neither of the wolves are able to quite make a mark, but they are harassing the the dragon for the for the orc. Okay. Um, Jagatall. Um. You and your snake friend are not intimidated by this dragon. Yeah, not at all. Would I be considered flanking if snake friend flew around the other side of this thing? Yeah. <laughs> Let's flank a dragon with a snake. Alright. That's the plan we're on. Uh, I'm going to take this dagger and Actually, let's go ahead and use, um, I'm going to uh, pull uh, my hunter's vial out and clap it against the spear. I'm going to use my wyvern sting. Alright. And I attack it. Go ahead, roll me your attack. Does a 23 hit? Yes, a 23 does indeed hit. Could you roll me a spirit check, please? Alright, saving throw? Yeah, a sp spirit save, whatever. Alright, so this is the wyvern sting. It can always fail. The DC is not high, but it can always fail. That's uh, a 13. Shoot. Did it succeed? 13 is the DC. Okay, so it succeeds. It still, however, takes damage. Um, cool. Uh, da -da 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 -da. One of these is a D8. Hello. Just one, and you turned down. Ooh. Well, max damage. It takes 12 damage there go. from my spear as I s thrust it into the thing. Alright. And then for my second attack, we're going to do a focused attack. Specifically, it's going to be a violent attack. And we're going to... You know what? We're going to blow it all in the wall. We're going to spend all three of my focus points on a massive violent attack. Alright. another 23. You hit. Alright. It takes 7 14 That's leaning. 17 24 28 damage. Nice. Okay. As I use my just most savage, violent blow on this thing. Just drive the spear home through it, through the scales as it roars in anger. Uh, uh, Snake friend yeah. makes his attack. He only gets one. But he is flanking. Um, does a 20 hit? Yes. Sweet. 
Does this thing take poison damage? Uh, yep. Cool. So regular damage is going to be 11 physical damage. Piercing. Nice. And then it's also going to take... Nine poison damage. Nice. Uh, and then your turn. What, after doing... Yeah. Uh, 50 damage to this thing? Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's that's the end of my turn. 60, actually. 60. <laughs> um, I would like to clarify for everybody to think that those are massive numbers. I literally was just like, I'm going to use literally all of my abilities in one series of blows and just see what happens. It worked. <laughs> um, at the end of your turn... I'm mostly trying to draw the ire of the dragon. You've done that. Yes! Uh, as the dragon uses one of its legendary actions to make a tail attack against you. Massive success. As, as you drive this poison spear into it, and as your snake bites down on it, it roars in frustration, and its massive tail swings up around and slaps down towards you. Come at me, bro. It's going to come at you with a 27. Mm, that is better than my AC. And that's going to be... It's... Seventeen points of bludgeoning damage. Things have hurt more. Uh, brick and leaf. You're up. <laughs> so step one, I'm going to try to make a uh, twenty-foot radius sphere to encompass as much of my party as possible, and cast calm emotions, which will instantly repress anything that causes you to become charmed or frightened Excellent. for so long as the spell remains. And how much damage have you taken? 17. Uh, no. Plus. 20 uh, plus 5. 22. I have it, so I'm going to go Sorry, ahead and... I have 5 extra hit points for the day. Going to go ahead and cast... Healing Word with my bonus action. Yep. So go ahead and do that, and I'll start rolling. Do what you're doing, and I'll roll for this. Okay. What do you have to, Brick? Uh, well, it really depends on if this thing goes. Uh, uh, you're not frightened anymore. Yeah. That automatically succeeds. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, would I be able to go up to it and hit it? Yeah. Uh, well, actually, I wouldn't be able to do that right now, but I'm going to. Hmm. Oh, and to clarify, at the end of my at the uh, end of my turn, Snack Friend moved back a little bit, so it's flanking with Shiana for her turn. Cool. So he moved a bit and then moved around because he's got the flyby feature, which means he can do, he can move around however he wants and not provoke attacks of opportunity from this one dragon. As long as he attacks it, yep. As long as he attacks it. You recover 16 hit points. Cool. I'm a third level healing word. Holy cleric. I am the heals. Because, you know, adding plus 5 HP recovery to every healing spell is kind of nice, but it's my third level ones. Okay, uh, next is I'm gonna... What? Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and, uh, I know. Mark of, uh, Mark of hard, Hardened Striking to, uh, uh, boost myself up. Alright. And I'm gonna, uh, get closer to the dragon to strike it next turn. Right. I don't think I can do anything after that. Are the marks all still uh, actions instead of bonus actions? Most of them, yeah. Okay. Uh, the lone wolves are the ones that can hate them or 
and they can hasten empowerment to. Yeah. Actually, technically, the dragon, if he got caught in the call emotions, also has to make a uh, wisdom save, or else he can't be hostile to us <laughs> until he gets hit. That's a natural twenty. Okay. He still hates us. Hates our guts. Yeah. <laughs> Very much. Calm emotion. What a very leaf spell. It's the conflict evasion spell. Oh no. Like. Plus, it also partners nicely with lesser restoration because between the two of those, I can heal just about every status effect. Nice. Yep. Okay. So. That brings it back to the top of the round, which also means at the end of you guys' turn. It's going to use its two remaining legendary actions for a wing attack. On. Um, each creature within 10 feet of it. Uh, so all of you that are in melee with it uh, cool. need to make a dec- need to make, make a agility saving throw. Ooh, I'm very good at that. <laughs> so that general section of the table. What am I adding to saving throw? Uh, your agility, agility and your saving throw proficiency if you are proficient with agility saving throws, which as a rogue you should be. Yeah. Okay. Snack friend is fine. Uh, that's a twenty. Okay. Snack friend made an eighteen. I made a fifteen. Eighteen fails. Eighteen fails. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I got an eight. <laughs> All right. So the, you made a fifteen. Yeah. The three of you that failed take. I'm thinking 10? Uh, 12. 12. 12 bludgeoning damage and are knocked prone. Cool. The what does that do to Snake Friend? Uh, the snake uh, will fall 80 feet before it can correct itself, or it can use its reaction to have that fall 40 feet before it corrects itself. Reaction, fall 40 feet. Yeah. And then it can fly up to half of its flying speed. Uh, so it's going to reposition itself as it flies over the top of the of the um, of the zeppelin. Land on deck, or is it flying away? It's no, it's just hovering above. Out of melee reach. Uh, yes, it does fly out of your reach. So, if, and then you have reactions left to make attacks of opportunity. I didn't use a reaction. And yeah, no, I don't have advantage anymore. Am I still at oh, disadvantage? Uh, you're not frightened anymore. Ah, it's calm emotions. I need to check the weighting on this die because that's the fourth eighteen in a row I've rolled. Right. Doesn't matter. I just rolled a four on the die. That's a twenty-three again. You hit. Roll damages. That's impressive. Five. <laughs> Five more damage. I'm, I'm going to imagine I didn't actually stab it. It just flew away and my spear was still in it and it just sort of like twisted out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I can think about That broke it to 100 even damage that had been done to it thus far. Cool. Uh, and that brings it back to... Back to the top to the shaman. She... 
the spell was, which I don't because I made it a while ago. Yep. Okay. Um, she just kind of gathers energy in her hands as this uh, lightning begins to arc around her as it sort of gathers around her arms and she just thrusts her hand forward as a lightning bolt shocks out of her hands. Dragon needs to make a deck save, which it succeeds, but it still takes half damage. Could you start making all these saves, please? Just rather inconsiderate of you. Fortunately, you're fighting a dragon. turn and back to the dragon uh, as the dragon <sighs> wrath weapon face the wrath of the brood of deathwing and it leans down and expels this gout of burning magma across the deck uh, I'm gonna cone cones expand out like that uh, so everyone on deck make me a dexterity saving throw I don't like those. Or agility saving throw. That's gonna hurt. That's ah, gonna leave Mark. Snake, thankfully, Snake Friend actually isn't on deck at the moment. Snake Friend is away from the fighting. Is away from the breath weapon. I can't roll anything over ten. Ten. Yeah. You're ahead of Asian, so you take half damage anyway. Or me. Nineteen. Nineteen. You make it, so you take half damage. That's four. Do you have evasion, actually? No. Okay. Yeah. Four. That's four stuff. Okay, so you two take half damage. Um, I can take evasion as an option later. Ah, okay. Um, so everyone who failed takes fifty-four points of fire damage. Everyone who succeeded takes half. Well, and you take half even though you failed because you have So, 27? Yes, 27. 54. 54 points of fire damage. Oh, you have to write it down. There's just a big old flat zero. Are you unconscious now? Yeah, yeah 49 hit points. That's nice. Right, yeah. Me too. So everybody who failed is unconscious. Yep. Wow. Fortunately, the shaman succeeded. I mean, I failed, but I That also have, means so the um, suppressed emotions goes away. So everybody who was feared is now feared again. But it doesn't matter because he's flying, so you don't have to approach him, but you still get disadvantage. So. Uh, if the effect ends for it, actually, you are no longer frightened because the effect is not sustained. What? Uh, it doesn't end the effect, it suspends the effect. Does it specifically enhance? Yes, yes, it does. Uh, hold on. It's that awkward wording they put on protection from evil oh, I just and possession. Whatever. Oh, emotions. Uh, creature felt suppress. Okay, yeah. It suppresses. Because it does specifically say. Uh, yeah. Duration is not expired. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Those of you who are frightened are frightened again. That would be her. Yeah. I mean, the rest of you have been knocked unconscious. Which, I mean, you're not frightened anymore because yeah. you're unconscious. How's that? Oh. 
Well, I, I think he just wants something in his mouth. So what element was that? He's teething. Fire. That's not good. Why? His ship is now on fire, yes? Oh. <laughs> I have a cure for that, but... There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, a famous thing called the Hindenburg. I don't think a dragon was responsible, but, um... The effects are roughly much. equivalent. I can't... <clears throat> she got one use of this spell, so that'll, that'll come in handy. Um... That's gonna be his turn. Shiana is conscious, but is currently dealing with child. Um, so we're gonna go... Josh, make me a death saving throw. Let's see... It's just a flat 20 and you want a 10 or higher. So you've got a 55% chance of succeeding. Oh, 10 or higher. They are slightly in your favor. Okay. You I have a success. Got one. I mean, it's about time. I... That's a success. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Jangatal. Um, I mean, we're at the hooking things at this because it's not low enough to to stab. Yeah, you can throw stuff at it. And if you throw stuff at it, you won't lose it because if you miss, it just comes right back down. Question. As far as positioning, um. Where would be, is there a place where I could be standing above my ally, above people who are down to kind of... Standing over them? Yeah. Yeah, you can do that. I'm going to find the most centralized place that I can draw the dragon's ire. Uh, Snack friend is going to bite at it first. Okay. Oh, wait. I forgot. I have relentless endurance, so I'm not down at one. one hit point. Yeah, one hit point. That's a good thing for the healer to have. Yes. Uh, Snack friend, do you remember how angry Snack friend gets at people? Very angry, apparently. Yeah, Snack Friend rolled a 20. Nice. <laughs> Snack Friend doesn't like it when so you down party members. You get to critically hit. All of the dice are doubled. Snack Friend rolls a number of dice. So physical damage is going to be 13. 13, nice. And poison damage is going to be 16. 16, so that's going to be 29. Ow. How healthy? How how injured is this dragon looking? It's looking rough. <laughs> um, do I have any gauge on like approximate, like the thing's about to come down, or the thing's still got a lot of fight left in it? Uh, it's a dragon, so it always has a lot of fight left in it. But I mean, it's definitely looking haggard. There, you can see chunks taken out of it. So I'm trying to decide if I should go for a sting that deals more damage or a sting that might potentially paralyze it for a turn. I think we can go for a sting that... I'm going to go higher risk because I've got a really good stamina save and I don't think three extra damage isn't going to be all that great. Uh, tap the sting vial again. Same wizard sting. The upside is way higher. Yeah. And I don't, I can't use my steady strike because, oh yeah. Yeah, focus. Somebody spent all his focus points earlier, like a Nimrod. <laughs> uh, 24. That hits. So it's a spirit save? Yes. It's only <clears throat> six, I call. I'm hoping it's spirit saving throws one of its weaker ones. Of the four that it has proficiency in? Yeah. Uh, that is a 15, though. Yeah. Cool. It still takes... Um, it still takes 8 damage okay. from the spear. And 
huck my other uh, javelin. There we go. I knew it was going to happen eventually. Luck ran out. Um, I presume a nine does not hit the Daru. Nine does not hit the Daru. Sorry. I'm going to hurl my two javelins and then pull my big spear out and stand defensively over my uh, fallen comrades. And then retroactively, I presume Shiana's yeah, going Shiana to. Shiana, it's your turn now. I'm gonna attack. You have a ranged attack? I've got throwing darts, but they do literal no damage. Um, is it flying away? It's Is it within 30 <laughs> feet and Snack Friend is adjacent to it? Yeah. So technically, so you can, can sneak I attack, right? Yeah, you can, you can, if you hit it with a throwing dart, you can sneak attack it, yeah. If you. Well, can I still stab it, though? No, it's out of your melee no, right. Okay, then I, I guess I'll do throwing dart. Uh, does it 18 hit it? Just barely misses. Uh, I'm not recording well tonight at all. Uh, I'll make it Jarok. Jarok's unconscious. Jarok needs to make a death save. Five. He has a failure. Do you have a mass cure spell? Uh, Jang. <laughs> Healing word. <laughs> Leaf. Uh, Brick making a death saving throw. Leaf, go. Ah. Uh, yes. Ten. Alright, you have one success. Can I try to roll medicine or something to see how injured this dragon is? Uh, yeah, you can roll medicine if you want to. That'll be your bonus action. Oh, uh, with a bonus action? You can still cast Healing Word as an action if you really want to. Just... No, because I want to be able to cast Healing Word and cure wounds if I pull that. Yeah. Um, generally speaking, try, trying to if, trying to have an effect on the battlefield with a skill check, I generally roll as a bonus action. That makes sense. That's fair. Uh... Cool. So I can try to damage this. So I can damage this thing and pull someone up, or I can pull two people up. Is basic basically my options right now. You have a right hand, child. Use your right hand as well. He wants to only yeah. ever use his left hand. Do you have range <clears throat> options? Or any big range things? Not really, no. Uh, that orc hunter might be a good person to have up right now with the gun. Is he down? Yeah, he's unconscious. Yeah. Uh, right. And you're and good to have up because you're a spellcaster. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Having the two of you up is probably the best uh, bet. So I'm going to go ahead and put... Second level cure wounds on him, and then third level healing word on Josh. Alright. That'll be wherever my D8s have gone to. Uh, 9 to 11. 12. 15 hit points to, to the hunter. To the hunter, and then for you. Uh, 12 hit points to you. Okay. Alright. Alright. Um, 
So at the end of that, uh, back to the top. Um, Ooh, I'm running out of spells quick. She wasn't expecting <clears throat> to have to use this so early, um, but she will. Uh, she pulls up. Uh, she reaches uh, the, the shaman reaches into her bag at the back of her waist and pulls out a scroll and unravels it and begins to focus on it and thrusts her hands to the sky and a storm cloud begins to form overhead. Call lightning. As a as the the cloud forms up above, rain begins to pour down from the from the sky. Oh, oh that's putting useful. out the fire on the boat. As healing rain falls from the sky. That's um, also nice. And it'll heal each of you when your turn starts. Uh, as she concentrates on the, as she concentrates on the spell. Um, that'll be her turn. Varixian is mad and is gonna try and hit the shaman. So let's see if she actually manages to concentrate on that. But that's a natural one. <laughs> and then claw at the troll. Come at me. That's a sixteen. Misses. And second claw at the troll is a 26. That is. is Just a little bit. 16 slashing damage. So have to 8. Cool. Uh, and then it's Shiana's turn. You get 3d6 hit points. Yay! You get 13 hit points back. Yay! And yes, the rain does extinguish the fires on the boat. Okay, where is it? Uh, it is. It has landed on the on the boat. On on the. How far is it from me? Uh, it's probably about fifteen feet from you. Can I rush and yes, try to? Yes, you can run to... up and stab it. Okay, twenty-three to hit. Yes. Oh. You do get sneak attack because you have companions in there. Yes. Okay. I need him. No, you don't. You only need one. Seven. Fifteen. Is that with your sneak attack? Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I was using backstop. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Backstop no, I'm sorry. Thing, yeah. <coughs> I mean, I feel like Hold it's... on. One, it's one more die. One... Perfect, yeah. Um, 10 plus... 15. All right, 15. Did you add your ability modifier? The plus four? For actually yeah. hitting with your weapon? Okay. Right there. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, so that'll be... Not looking great, but still alive. Uh... Josh, you, at the start of your turn, regain, damn, uh, 16 hit points. Not bad. That was almost max. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Um, I'm just going to cast a fireball. Point your gun at it. And, uh, pew, pew. Okay. Roll hit. So it's... Plus my intelligence yeah. to hit. D twenty plus your intelligence plus your proficiency. Yeah. Okay. Damn. That's <laughs> oh, I, I had one. I don't have to roll. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah, you're lucky. One. I can do that again. 
How about more terrible this? Dude, 15. 15. 15 still doesn't hit though. Yeah. Your dice have not been liking you today. I didn't mean, it's one of those things. Yeah. Alright. Go, go, go. I'm fine. I'm done anyway. <laughs> um Dash of Paper Mad Scientists. Sure. He gains 13 hit points. And is gonna fire. Because he lost his round of haste being down because he was unconscious, but that doesn't matter. Uh, he's gonna go ahead and make a violent shot. Uh, 19 hits exactly. So his, good old violent shot. It's a good ability. 14. For all those times where you just need to be violent. 21. Yep. 30. Not looking good? It's looking real bad. Uh, Jangatal. Okay. I'm going to... Snick friend and I are going to flank. Because that's what we do. Yep. Uh, let's go ahead and use my last sting. And we're just going to go for the one that deals extra damage. Scorpion sting. I take this 11 or this 11? 16 does not hit. Second attack. Ooh! Well, yes. Yes, please. Um, 19 or a 1. Oh, and I crit on 19s, I think. Do you? Because I'm a survivalist. I crit on 19s and 20s. Uh, at 7th level, yes, exactly. <laughs> Huzzah. with this die. It has a side. So I'm going to have to stop using that for the moment. That's a d10. Where's my d8? I have a d8. One of you is a d8. It's you. 11 damage. Uh, how do you want to do this? Yay! Um... So after completely flubbing the first one, uh, you said it clawed me? Yeah. I want to uh, stab my spear through its claw and then uh, vault myself into shield smashing it in the face. Hmm. Uh, so as, <laughs> as the claw swipes down and digs into the ground of the, of the zeppelin, you drive your spear into it and pin its hand to the deck. And then, rushing up across its across its arm as it's pinned there, bring your shield up and just slam across the side of its head, which is about as big as you are, but still with that with that force you drive straight into its teeth and knock several of them out as it slams its head across, which puts it in just the right position to slam its head into one of the one of the sharp spikes on the side of the boat which then drives its head through that spike, and you have a dragon impaled on the boat. <laughs> I harvest the dragon. Uh, one of the goblin crew is like, we need to get this thing off the boat now. It's kind of overweighing us. I'm going to harvest I, uh, whatever I can as quickly I, as possible. I, I, I cast... Um, um, 
it's um, shrink. Uh, you shrink it's dead. You can't, you can't reduce a, oh, like can't a reduce? dead creature. You can reduce objects. I can reduce, reduce objects. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it reduce, reduce the whole thing to, uh, it, it'll make it uh, uh, one eighth the yeah, weight. So instead of huge, it's large. Yeah. So it's, it's one eighth. That's about weight. as big as a Kodo. Yeah. So that way, you can you can harvest them from for it for about a minute. Yeah, you got. I got one minute to harvest. Minute to, to, All right. I'll start. I'll start. Yeah, skinning. Does the trades go? I do, and I have Finkel Skinner. Yes. Yeah, so roll me a roll me a roll me a skinning with advantage. Uh, what stat am I using for skinning this? Uh, you're trying to you're trying to cut dragon scales. Actually, be strength. You're doing that. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, use the cantrip guidance on you, so you can add a D4 to that roll. So you're adding your strength because you're trying to cut the dragon scale. 20. 20. And speaking of cantrips, you're still down? Yep. Spare the dying. Uh, on, on his turn, he would have healed. Oh, um, never mind, because the rain is still happening. The rain is still happening. Uh, nine, 10 hit points. Okay. And you would have also healed uh, 9, 10, 11 hit points. Matter of fact, I'm just going to roll a few more times because this goes on for a few rounds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless we're getting another counter, could also like short rest. Yeah, you're. You're probably going to be mostly healed by the time the rain ends. Cool. Uh, so, what do I get for a minute of harvesting? Uh, for a minute of harvest, um, you manage to scrape off with the knife um, about dragon hide is tough to cut through and it takes a while to work. Um, so, you manage to get about three pounds off of it, which conveniently after the spell ends, multiplies by eight as it re-increases in size. So 24 pounds. 24 pounds of dragon skin. <laughs> so enough to make about a medium suit of armor or a few shields. Potentially. Um, and you said I knocked out a few teeth? Yes. Harvest the teeth. Yeah, I figured. Okay. How many teeth? Uh, say about four dragon teeth. Okay. Uh, and the goblins and the two other orcs help push the dragon off the side of the boat and let it drop into the ocean. <laughs> I begin casting mending to repair the part and damage that was there. Yeah. Also, as tinkers, you can start doing spot repairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the tinkers can repair the machinery. I'll go ahead and start making sure the hull isn't water damaged and fire damaged and burnt, so. Yeah. As the, the shaman kind of just looks up at the rain and closes her eyes for a minute and just brings her hands together as the spell ends. We really do have the worst of luck with airships. The troll is going to give you the dirtiest look. <laughs> and as, as you all wind down from a dragon fight on an airship, that's where we're going to end for the week. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Farewell. Bye. Bye. Bye.